Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121. Or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Oh, 0600, what's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Wake me up, wake me up. Wake up, wake up, wake me up. Oh, wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the oh. Oh. left hand slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. Congratulations, you made it. It's Thursday. Get your ass up, get moving. That's Rudy. I am Rob. On the other side of the double pane glass, our young bachelor from Babylon. His name is Easy E. Edwin Hafner. We got four hours of restaurant quality radio headed your direction. Uh, my goodness. Got a fine football game on a Thursday. I am ready for it. We got, we got bookends this weekend. Of, oh, yeah. We got Thursday good football, and I don't know exactly how the schedulers managed to do this, but they gave us two seven-win teams on uh, Monday night as well. Super Bowl kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's like uh, that's the middle of the season. You know, if it was a you know regular year, we're at the midway point. So I guess in on Thursdays and Mondays, now you're at that point where you're like, all right, let's throw something in there that's nice just in case up to this point it's stunk, which – it has, kind of. So it's good to it's good to see that you get a Super Bowl rematch Monday night. Looking forward to that. The because they're gonna have to make up for the weekend of college football because it is yeah. all senior night. It's all yeah, senior, senior night for the big it, schools, and it's also get ready for rivalry week. Well, we'll have all your Aggie coverage starting at uh, ten a.m. with Andrew Monaco as they get ready to take on those fearsome That's Abilene it. Christian University. What are they? What is ACU? Wildcats. Wildcats. The fact that you know that is disturbing, well, Edwin. You know. But good morning, 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 the, morning. That's morning, a district morning, game morning. for UTA, right? Oh, that's right. Okay, he knows that. It's also the 30th year anniversary of game day. Sucks that it's on a week this bad, but they, they, they're they going to be at James Madison App State. Well, yeah, good you, for James Madison, though. Which is a weird story in itself, <laughs> what James Madison is going through. But the, the, I didn't know game day has been around 30 years. Yeah. I, I, you know what I mean? Like It's one of those things where you feel like it's been 15 at most. Can you remember when there wasn't? No. See, that's what I'm saying. So no. if you tell me, if you told me 40 years, like, all right, because I really don't remember college football without it. Because when we didn't have game day was back in the Raycom days, right. you know, back when you got one TV game a channel per week. Now at their peak, you know, at their peak, Howie and Jimmy and Terry, game day crew, TNT crew. That's the. Uh, What's the Mount Rushmore of pre-halftime, post-game shows? What's the Mount Rushmore? 
as far as the, your favorites of all time? I, well, yeah, I think it, it doesn't have to be a specific. The best sport. is the, the the standard is still the TNT NBA. Uh, it, that's better than Game Day. Yeah, because Game Day has a different vibe it, to that, it. That's what I'm saying. Uh, the, the standard is that, but it's a very different thing. Uh, the Game it's Day two different thing. Things. We all aspire to Game Day. <laughs> right. Notice how Morning Talk has turned into Game Day every day. Fair. That that changed what Game Fair. Day did for three hours on a Saturday morning changed sports talk radio. We've all been trying to mimic that, though we don't have an official game or we place to be. We, we rotate have, in you know, guests, we bring in perspective, we do all that kind of stuff. And it was born out of the success on TV. So man, I True can't that. imagine a world without it and the greats that have that have sat there. And of course, uh, you know, Corso at the end He's of struggling. this. Yeah, bless him. Bless him. You know, that's just one of those. Speaking of, you know, legends, I saw Dickie V is cancer-free. Yeah. Fingers crossed. He's going to be on TV soon enough. They, it was a delayed a little bit. I think they were hoping to. I think the uh, that, those games in Chicago the night before last, I think that was his goal to be ready for that. Talk about a fighter. At his age, I don't know. I might have tapped out. I ain't gonna, I'm ain't gonna. i not going to sit here and lie to you, Rob. That, he's, he's a fighter. You know, he has. Once you get a certain age, it's just like, hey, man, I lived a good life. Especially somebody that's lived Dickie V's life. But, you know, the way you put it, you know, I think he's living for his purpose. And his purpose mm. is the Valvano. Valvano. And that Never is give his up. single driving point. thing about him. So I think he's alive great and point. active because great point. of the very great chase. Point. No, no, no. That's a great point. And the irony of all that is it came back, all that research, all that money raised over these many years has come back to benefit him personally. Mm-hmm. God, well well I can't imagine a world without Vital and Corso. Yeah. I just the the sports world will you know we'll we'll carry on. We've lost many in the past. You know we 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 didn't think we after Madden right. left and all those others, but we're heading toward one of those. You know the generation's gone, and we're starting over with a bunch of new guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of replacing old guys, Belichick what? is from oh. center. Albert Breer has. I'm, some, lo- I'm confused at these. I'm confused at Breer. Like I look. I know Albert Breer is the man, but where is this coming from? Uh, you know, the, the, you talk about out the well, like what? What have you done for me lately? Like you talk about somebody just you know you just sitting there on the couch and someone comes and slaps you, your brother, your cousin <laughs> slaps you in the back of the neck. That's what Albert Breer did, you know, with his re- reports about Bill Belichick and possibly his next landing. That one makes sense, the other just doesn't. The, the Spurs at 7, we do it every day. We bring our artful and long-term experience with the San Antonio Spurs, both good and bad. And at 7 o'clock, we bring you the news as it is uh, unfettered with uh, opinion. Ha! Uh, we're going to talk about the situation the Spurs find themselves. Uh, that's at 7. And are we overreacting to the plan that's in place? And should we be overreacting yeah. to something that might take a little bit longer than boiling an egg? Yeah, you buried the lead. You used to get away day for you. Talk to uh, talk to the people. You know, there's those. Uh, I don't want. There, there's a certain faction of our audience that pretty comfortable or, or believes I'm taking care of Bambi's mom. <laughs> well, you don't have to tell what you're doing, but it's a getaway day. Yeah, it's a getaway day. I'm gonna go. Uh, it's an annual thing. Right? How, many, how many years is this? This for is you? my. This began. This is my fifth time. This. Uh, Southern Rasmussen Small Batch Pork Rinds, um, the guy that's with them. We started advertising with them. You know, they've always taken us to the Super Bowl, and they have Pork Rind Appreciation Day. And we really appreciate the the uh, m- 
Franklin Foods uh, for all that they do with the retired NFL types that didn't get the oh, pension yeah. plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's really how we kind of we we were on the same wavelength as far as we were always active as part of what they do. Uh, their guests, we have them on, you know, all their retired guys, because they don't have the money for hospitals and things like that that the younger players have. It just was not part of the community. And the NFL don't really take and care of them. And they really haven't. Like, they've like done, they should. Yeah, they've gotten better, but it's not where it exactly. should be. And ahead. these guys stepped in to do that. Well, over the years, uh, they invite the friends down to uh, a big game hunt. How many acres is this? I, I, 10,716. Yeah, it's, it's, it's up there by the Y.O., up there where they have all the... What the hell's the Y.O.? The Y.O. Ranch. Did you know in help, the state talk of Texas... To, talk to us poor people. What the hell is the Y.O. In the, the state Y-O of Ranch? Texas, there are as many antelope and several other African species in the state of Texas as there are in Africa. I did not know that. Uh, we've become the, uh, a conservancy of sorts uh, for a lot of the African uh, clothed hoofs, the deer, the antelope, the... Uh, they come over here and they maintain the species and they can control the bloodlines and they can do a lot of things to kind of keep the species alive. And at the same time, a benefit of that for those who like to pull the triggers, you don't got all the way to Africa to take yourself a Cape Buffalo if you'd like gosh, to do that. If gosh. there's, if you have one, I, I'm not saying that's what we're chasing, but, um, and all the money that is raised for that and you pay to do that goes directly back into the conservation of the species. Mm. So you're actually what you're trying to say is you're you're, you're conserving life while maybe taking one. Uh, that would be one for the benefit of hundreds. Got you. And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. So, so you gonna be how long are you gonna be down there? A couple days. But see, here's the real thing: why I go. Why? I mean, I've pulled a trigger a lot. Yeah, of I times. know why you go. You going for the food? They bring in <laughs> and a guy that Jason Minix and I for during COVID. You know, you're desperate for programming and content. Yeah, and for content. Sure. We used to invite the, the chef that comes down. He's a Beard Award-winning chef, and for those who know what that means, it's like the Heisman Trophy or the MVP of, in the chef world. Right. Um, he comes down and he cooks for, for four days uh, the most phenomenal meals. Three t- Well, we get four meals. You get a breakfast, you get a midday, you get a lunch, and then you get a dinner. And man, oh man, you got to go hike the land just to keep the, keep the heart pumping. So even if you don't pull the trigger, you're a happy man. Ah, I, it is one of the highlights of my year. I, I, I am giddy. My wife is angry. I'm leaving her with a puppy and an angry chihuahua. She, she can't control Avery yet? Oh, I mean, as much as you can, any five-month-old mm. bully pit mix well, at least I just, I'd like. I feel like the first two years, I got here in 21 July. I feel like 21 and 22 were super cold. Oh, they it were. I think you're going to get some good weather this year. You know, th- th- that's great if you're um, whitetail hunting, if you're deer hunting, you'll, whatever, you know, local stuff. That, you know, the cold weather spurs the uh, the romantic side of your local eight-point buck. Right. Would like to go meet the does. Um, that's what the cold weather does. We're talking about African and international species. Cold, hot. Don't matter. It, it, it they don't outside. Matter. I mean, if, for those who like the hunt, it's certain. There's a certain air. You need it to be cold to make it feel real. Gigum, Xavier. We're going to talk a lot about our Aggies. We got a game for you, uh, Xavier. I want you to stay here all day. I'm setting an appointment. Part of our 25 talk radio. What are they called? Kick-ass things. What? What did we get? Oh, you saw that? Email. I did. I did too. So today at nine, this is for all you Aggies and for all you coaching pundits. You know, we've been talking about the the, the coaching search up in College Station, um, and our our technical wizard around the building, also a what college up, football fan, Ryan. Uh, we decided we'd put together our own particular bracket as the contestants have made themselves available. <laughs> 
So we have 16 possible A&M football coaches lined up in a bracket-style form. And we're going to go through and discuss these coaching potentials and why the, they should or should not be coaches in College Station. And Rudy and I, Rudy comes to this with the perspective of the real person world, uh, looking out in and trying to get through the maroonness and agginess that has gotten us to this point. And I will give you the internal perspective as to why the ongoing and persistent adequacy and failure have been an issue. And we're going to try to figure out who should be the head coach of the Aggies, and I think we'll try to correlate that with you know guys back in and out. So today at 9, we're going to begin that, and we're going to be looking at a couple of coaches if they were to be hired off the street. Mm. If you go to essaysportstar.com, you can see our bracket. Now, it's set up where you can vote all the way through, but why would you want to do that when you don't have to? So we will, at 9 o'clock, we will tell you who we're talking about, and you can go ahead and pick who you'd like. We're putting together prizes. I'm sure we'll come up with something. I do so too. Or somebody that has something correct. So that's going to be at 9 o'clock. At 7 o'clock, we do our Spurs at 7, getting you ready for a a Sacramento King game on the road that has gotten harder if you watched them play last night. We're talking a whole bunch about your Dallas Cowboys uh, and the rest of the NFC East. Todd Archer will enlighten us. John uh, Jane Slater tells us what she thinks about Dak going MVP style. We're saying goodbye to Deshaun Watson in our gumbo, trying to figure out why the hell they're starting a rookie over a guy that's won a football game. Very strange situation going on in Cleveland. You feel like they're just kind of like throwing in the towel? No. No? They're 6-3. and three. You got a game to play with, and we'll talk about it. A oh. game to play with. Maybe that's you the, got a game the to play with. See, let, let me see what we got in this fifth-round pick. <laughs> and if he stinks, we'll send him to USFL, and then we'll go back with PJ. Uh, we talked about it a lot yesterday. The ramifications of the OC getting fired in Buffalo, it is going to get ugly there quick, we believe. as they... Gronk is actually yeah. being, Gronk being negative. I've never heard Gronk say anything bad about anybody. I, I was It was refreshing. It, 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 I like the perspective of a receiver going, dude, chill. Chill. Uh, lots to do, so let's do it. Coming back. The Cowboys and rumors flying around. The Commanders are, well, are they making any sense? What do you mean by that? You mean by what? Commanders. What, the Commanders yeah. make sense? Yeah. The Commanders make sense for, if they fire their coach, it makes sense for, to bring in, you know, said coach because, yeah. you know, it makes more sense for them than it does for the Cowboys. There you go. Let's That's talk about it. I got you. Because I, I, well. We have an interesting scenario that could be playing out. It's kind of like a in-the-family kind of stuff. Cowboy talk coming. You're going to hear from McCarthy. You're going to hear from us. We're we're going to entertain you for the next couple hours. Hang around with us. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's R&R in the morning. Here on San Antonio Sports Star, 7 o'clock, we're talking Spurs, because that's what we do. 9 o'clock, we have a bit of a tournament for you. Hang here at 9. We're talking Texas Aggie and a coaching search. We want to get you to weigh in on as we weigh through our candidates. Uh, Tonight, the Rupub will play host to the Blitz yet again as they prepare for a fine uh, Thursday night football game. The party will be presented to you by Flat by Yingling. It gets going there as the Blitz arrives at 2, and we'll go all evening long. If you've been to the Roo Pub, you know the food is spectacular. Mm. Come hungry, eat well. The Roo Pub's at 281 in Redland, starts at 2, and goes all night 
as the football games will be on. And the great thing about the Rupub is the volume. What do you mean by the volume? You oh, can yeah. hear the game. Yes, especially Ooh. Aggies. They're like a, what are they called? I don't know. There's something with the Aggies. They're like a, I don't know. They're like a Aggie thing, volume with Aggie games, even if it's Abilene Christian. Oh, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll, <laughs> you got to hear the yells. You got to be able to pass it back. You know what Stop. I mean? Stop. It's Abilene Christian. Shame hey, on you, Aggies. Shame on you, Bama. <laughs> Chattanooga. I look at it like you know, it's our philanthropic effort. We're donating money to the Abilene Christian Football Program. The okay, money, okay. the money's going to go to good use. Whatever helps you sleep at night. <laughs> but when that, next year, once we get to this, once we get you know all these changes, all that stops. We all get one of those, don't we? We still need one. <laughs> no, all SEC opponents, baby. How do we all get the seniors a chance to play? You gotta, you gotta give. You have to have that Man. carrot. That's why we do it at the end of the season. Yeah, keep all those backups. Interested. True. Uh, backups aren't going to play a huge role to start the game, but you get the feeling that there might be a few in there late as the Cowboys prepare for the Carolina Panthers. Well, they well this is on the road and this is on grass. So let's not hand it to them just yet. Oh, I'm handed to them. Okay, me too. <laughs> just, Does grass matter? Yeah, their, gra- their, record on, their record on grass the past couple of years isn't great. They're not a very good team on natural grass, real grass. It's funny because I don't think of them as a, as a speed team by any stretch. But. No, not, I mean, CD ain't fast. Tony Pollard was fast. Dak is slow as me. So, no, they're not a fast team. Diggs is fast, but he ain't playing. So, no, they're not a fast team, but that grass is just different. You know, as they prepare and as the Cowboys have looked remarkably good, and for most part, all the uh, pundits are looking at the Cowboys the way they did several weeks back, right. third best in the NFC. With a bullet, you know, San Francisco proved yet again that they're even right now. We're just fight. talking about power rankings. If you did it right now, you would still have the Cowboys third. Yeah. What? So you got them ahead of Detroit? I buy a I, hair. Uh, buy a hair. Yes. Really? Yeah. Really? Because I think they're hotter. I think they're. This is just a very hot football team. And if they were to play today, I'd pick the Cowboys. Now a week from now, that might be different. But right now. You got the NFC Player of the Week, Offensive Player of the Week in CeeDee Lamb. You got a quarterback that's an MVP candidate. Um, things are going pretty good right now in Cowboy well, Land. If that's the case, then why is Albert Breer talking about possibly having a new coach in Dallas? Now, check this. Yeah, let's listen. You know, the two teams you hear most connected to, 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 to Bill have been – at least, you know, from my perspective, in Washington and Dallas, and um, Excuse both me. in the NFC East, both historic franchises, both with owners that badly want to win, um, you know, obviously in different spots in their ownership. Um, but it should be interesting going forward. And um, look, I mean, if you want to look at, if you want to go way back in history, and I know I'm being long winded here, but this is a complex topic. Uh, you know, like the last two times the Patriots changed coaches, um, there was a trade involved. You know, they. They went from you know dealing Bill Parcells to the Jets, then they hired Pete Carroll, and then when they brought Belichick in, there was a trade with the Jets that happened there too. And in both cases, both Parcells and Belichick had things lined up before the season ended. So it wouldn't surprise me if there's some back channel communication that happens, you know, towards the end of the year. That's Albert Breer talking about the possibilities of Bill Belichick being one, you know, mutual agreement to part ways with the Patriots, but the two landing spots. The Commanders and the Cowboys. Commanders, I get it. We can cut to that. Mike McCarthy's coming off two back-to-back 12-5 and five seasons. They're hot as fish grease right now. I don't know where this is coming from, and I don't know how it makes sense because 
Bill Belichick is a guy that has always had complete control in New England. Complete control. Now, unless Bill is tired and just wants to coach and no longer wants to have to go to store, if he wants to finally shop online and just sit back and open the groceries and cook them, I get it. But if Bill still wants to be Bill and still wants to have full control and still wants to go shopping for the groceries, Dallas is not the space. I again, I'm not look. Albert Breer is the man. I'm not. I'm not questioning no, Albert not. Breer. But I don't know where this is coming from. That, the, the it, commanders it's not coming from anywhere but his mind. Yeah, the commanders make sense because they're going to be looking for a new coach. Probably, who knows? And I'm sure you know Magic and the and the own new ownership gang. They don't want any. They don't want to have to do all of that work. So. Okay, yeah, let Bill Belichick come in, see where he can take us. But this Albert Breer, Cowboys, Bill Belichick, the two landing spots, the Cowboys and the Commanders, where, how, when, who, who told him this? Well, I, I, I have, let's go deeper than this. What makes anybody think anybody wants Bill Belichick? <laughs> well, I'm not going to, now I'm not going to go that far, right? I am. I'm not going to go that Why far. Why the hell would I want Bill Belichick? As my head coach, he has proven he is capable of doing one thing really well, and that's finding a quarterback deep in the draft. He did it once. So you're saying Bill Belichick? So you you're calling Bill Belichick a fraud? No, I think his time was has come and gone. I think you, there's a there's a there's a masterful skill in coaching great teams and keeping them great, and I think he, he but applied he, that. But, First to the all, best. First of all, I don't think Mike McCarthy's done anything to get fired. But if you have Dak Prescott in this team. Have you seen New England the last three years? They don't have no team, Rob. Have I, I mean, well, well, I, what is Bel- I mean, this has been over could, a period of time. It's not like I mean, one I year. I, I don't care where, I don't care who the coach is. I could look right down the street. Well, if you don't have the, if do you don't the have whatabouts. The, if you but, don't have the dogs, you don't have but the dogs. He had, but what I'm saying is. He had complete control there. He had complete control, and look where he is. He has done zero. He hung his future on Mac Jones and stayed with him. Mm. I don't. This isn't taking anything away from the legacy of Bill Belichick, but it's over for him. And then I'll take it one step further. What makes you think, even if it wasn't, that Belichick would have any desire to work in the environment that Jerry Jones thrives in? I mean, he wouldn't that's want why, that. That's why I, I would have to. I would have had to follow up with Albert Breer on. I not you, of course. Obviously, you don't give up your sources, but just make it make sense. I'm not saying I'm not questioning right. your sources, Breer. I'm not questioning you, but tell me how Bill Belichick works in Dallas. Explain <laughs> that to me. Unless, again, unless Bill is like, hey, man, you know what? I did the GM thing. I don't want to deal with that anymore. I don't want to deal with players anymore. I don't want to deal with contracts. I don't want to have to deal with all that. I just want to coach football. If he's come to that point in his career where he wants to take take some things off of his plate, then Dallas makes a whole bunch of sense because this is a one. this is one of those teams that you could come in if, again, I don't think Mike should be fired, but it's one of those teams where you could just come in and be like, okay, if I change this, I change this, I change this, we can get here. Like, it makes sense. It's a Phil Jackson type thing. You know, when Phil came to the Lakers, they were already ready. You know what I mean? Shaq and Kobe were ready to turn the corner. Dale mm-hmm. Harris couldn't get them over. So, it's if it's one of those things. But as far as, like, if he still wants to be Bill, then it's got to – yeah, then commanders make a whole lot of sense. I'm not even sure why the commanders would want him. 
I, I, I don't, I'm not trying to ruin the man's reputation, but I have seen zero in four years. But what do you mean? I, I don't, I don't, like I don't, nothing. I, I don't think he's forgotten how to coach. He has. No, I think the way he again, coaches gotta, is fine, but I think the game has changed keep, and he hasn't. Keep in mind, the first three that, that the beautiful man that is Tom Brady got were Bills. That wasn't Tom. That well, wasn't he, Tom. he didn't roll the ball out. I'm giving him credit. Yeah, that wasn't Tom. That was Tom was a game yeah. manager those first I'm three. I'm giving him all the credit he deserves for 2003. He better than Frank Reich. Yes. He, be, he I mean, there's some guys. He's better than Brandon Staley. Uh, all those guys That's shouldn't be doing what they're doing. That doesn't mean he should be. I, I just, I, I look, I'm not, I'm, look, his time has come to an end in New England. Clearly. Everywhere. Everywhere. Clearly. It's time for him to go. It's, it's time to go. There, there, he will not be a successful winning NFL head coach again. I'll say it right now. I don't it's mind done. you planting your flag on it, but um, I'm not. A, I'm not going to agree with how you. many modern players wants to go play for Bill Belichick. And you're, seriously, if if you were a young athlete ready to go play, and you have your choice of several teams, would you go Bill Belichick? That's that's where I want to be. I say yeah. We, I mean, I would say yeah. If Off you, of what reputation? I, I, if you, I would you do the same thing the Spurs did. You have your older players call the younger players. You have Tony Parker tell Vic how fun it is to play with a seventy-four year old man. You have Tom Brady tell you how but fun it, it is. But it ain't fun playing for Belichick. What I'm it saying fun. is, it ain't fun playing for a lot of older guys. But I'm just giving you the, I'm giving you the lowdown on how I would, how would go about it if I were the Patriots. It needs to, or if I were whoever. He is the hiring Bill Belichick. And I'll tell you, I would say the same thing about Pop. If it was winding down at Pop and Pop wanted to go someplace else and coach, I'd be like, why? Why would you hire him one? And why would he want to go too? I doesn't, none of this makes any sense at all. I think when you're, I think it has to be teams that are close for Pop and Bill Belichick. It have to be teams that are like right there on the cusp because there's certain things that they know and do, not X's and O's. But there's certain ways they go about things that can get you over those humps that these teams can't get over. That's why Bill and Pop, I would still hire both of them. See, I, now I, building teams from scratch at their age, I don't know about that. We'll see how it plays out because again, we're going to talk Spurs at seven, and I think we're kind of all been bamboozled. But if I'm if I'm um whoever's close, pick a team that's close. If you're you know pick a team that's close for you know for in the NFL. I'd bring in Bill Belichick to coach that team. If they have a legit quarterback and I feel like they, they're close, I'd do it. I would and I'd not. do the same with Pop. Neither one, man. I wouldn't. I, I would like a fresh approach to a fresh fresh team. And All right. I think what they've done. But, hey, man, that's, that's why they're the great ones. Coming back, speaking of uh, like minds can differ in opinion, Dak Prescott for MVP. Why do you hear what Jane Slater has to say? We're talking Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, she shut Jason and Joe Whoa. up. You should have seen their faces. Oh, we got to And oh, okay. Todd Archer, all having to do uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. If you're on the line, want to talk Cowboys, Jim and the rest, it's coming. You're Sit on, tight. You're on R&R. This is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. 
It's the Blitz with Jason and Joe. Afternoons at 2. Coming up on the Blitz, we are live at the Rue Pub, 281 in Redland Road. You need to come on out and see us because we got a big show planned, including one Stephen Jones with the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, yeah, Stephen joins us at 4.30. C.J. Stroud in the MVP conversation. That will continue with John McClain when he joins us at 5.15. The Blitz, live at the Rue Pub, starts at 2. The Blitz with Jason and Joe. Afternoons at Two on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. R and R in the morning on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. That's Rudy. I'm Rob. We're glad you're here on R and R. We got football Thursday. Division foes supposed to be good football, but you know how that goes. Yeah. At least Bezos going into it can uh, justify a little bit of his investment. Right. Uh, the the Cowboys are going to be playing the Carolina Panthers on the road. And because the matchup is so, you know, um, Cowboys hot, Panthers not so much, um, that, that we're looking for other things to kind of get us to the game. And so the discussion all week has been kind of a, about Dak Prescott and his elevated play. And I think a lot of people are pointing – to his newly acquired athleticism. His, you know, now running has become part of the toolbox that used to be part of his toolbox, but now he's found that tool again. It and, makes it hard to defend him. And he has, and he has blossomed as, as soon as he started moving the pocket. And we saw it in Philadelphia. Heck, you know, uh, three inches, they win that game on a scramble. So you, you feel like that was kind of a turning point. And when you, when you turn the corner now, let's talk MVP because he's, he is the creator of the offensive, Player of the week in the NFC and CeeDee Lamb. He's delivering the mail to him. Well, yesterday, Jane Slater, he, she of the uh, insider, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, was on the Blitz. And if you're watching the video, you would see the, <laughs> you, you would see the response. You could even hear it in their voice. Why don't you hear what they have or what she has to say about Dak and MVP run? Is it up to you to bang the, uh, uh, NFL Network drum to get Dak in the MVP conversation? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, see, that's a great question. I don't see – when I think of MVP, because I was talking about this the other day. See, I love this so we can just talk about sports, guys. Yeah. Uh, when I think of MVP, I think of the guy that's doing more with less. And if you look at this roster, he's got a lot of parts. I mean, he's got Mike on defense to help him. He's got Deron Bland on defense to help him. He's on offense. He's got CeeDee Lamb this year, which feels like an embarrassment of riches. And, you know, you do have an offensive line while, you know, they have struggled at times. When I'm thinking, you know, MVP, I'm thinking more of a C.J. Stroud. I mean, Boom. Look at what he's done in Houston. Boom. Oh, settle Boom. Settle down. See, okay, so a little bit ah. of back, a little bit of backstory. So, Pledge, first of all, he was the first one out there. He's a Texan fan, but he was right. When he said, hey, you know what, we got to start talking about CJ, Jason and Joe destroyed him. Now, Jason's willing to admit, hey, CJ's in the conversation. Joe wants no part of it. For a married man, Joe has not mastered understanding when he's just wrong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, There's a retort to that yeah. that I won't get into. <laughs> yeah, most, most men understand, like, hey, you know what, most married men know, like, hey, you know what, I've been wrong. Like, there's... 10,000 experts that say C.J. Stroud's in the MVP conversation. Joe just refuses to believe that. So if you could have been watching StreamYard like I was and seen Jason and Joe's face when Jane Slater 
Cowboy extraordinaire threw CJ in a conversation that Joe says he's not in. Jason says he's in it, but doesn't really want to give CJ any props. He's bringing up the Panthers game. It was it was a priceless look on their faces, and there will you know, and then they start naming names, and I'm like, well, he's been better than Lamar Jackson recently. I, I, I get it. He's been better than Lamar Jackson right now. But so I, so to shout out to so shout out to Jane Slater. Uh, that okay. made my day getting to see the look on Jason and Joe's face. Just their mouths just dropped. It, it's not the premise that it's Stroud. It's the her premise of more with less. Name well, an MVP me? over the last couple of years that won MVP that was doing more with less. Uh, Mahomes won last year. Uh, he didn't have a receiver. Oh, Kelsey, geez, come on. Okay, <laughs> move next. Year before that was Aaron Rodgers. He uh, didn't have any money. He didn't have money receivers. Uh, he had one. Next. The highest paid receiver in, in but what history. But she, what she's trying to tell you is, More see, hold up, time out. What she's trying to tell you and Joe Reinagle is CJ's doing it with Noah Brown. That's not Devontae Adams. That's not Travis Kelsey. Uh, no, I'm I'm with you. No, I'm that's but, not AJ but the Brown. Premise that MVPs should be getting it because they do more with less. That's that that that's not true. It's just flat not true. I'll go back. Maybe Cam Newton probably did the most with less. Oh yeah, they had a running game. That was it. He didn't have. Yeah, well, yeah. But yeah, yeah. other than that, every one of these dudes has had a gold jacket playing beside him. Every one of them that uh, that we're talking MVP had at least one gold jacket beside him. That's not less. CJ's doing it with nothing, and I will grant you that. But the he has 800 that, yards in two weeks with Noah Brown. Okay, I, I, not just Noah. He's got your favorite tight end to ever walk the planet. <laughs> oh, now y'all want to give he's now got y'all want to make jacket that's now y'all be want now y'all want Dalton Schultz to be hey, Travis he's Kelsey. Great, man, we just whatever, didn't wanna... Rob. Get the hell out of here. No, I'm I, I'm with you, and but I cannot get over Carolina. It's going to take a lot of games for me to get over the fact that you lost it, to the Panthers and Frank Reich. And what and if the Cowboys lose to him again? Not the whatabouts. I'm not talking. If 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 Dak Prescott loses, yeah, the same conversation will be had. Dude, but you I think lost Dak, to Carolina. And go, yeah, we got. Let's talk about Dak MVP with uh, who is that? What's his name? I can't. His see name is part. Archer. Oh, I'm. Oh, you want to go to the phones? I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, Jim's been hanging yeah, for Jim's a while. Been Jim, uh, thanks for hanging on. Dak MVP, thoughts? Hey, Rob Rudy. Uh, love you guys. Uh, Thank you. We love you. Out there, out there at the Seguin HUB, listen to you on our way into work every morning. Wow. I appreciate Thank you, bro. You. you guys need to pump the brakes on the Cowboys being as hot <laughs> as oil, please, <laughs> and Dak being MVP. So hear, hear me out. Okay. Guys, Cowboys fans are like yo-yos. You guys are so up and down. Before the 49er game, you guys were like, we're contenders. We're right there for the Super Bowl. After the 49ers game, we're the worst team in the league. We're not there. Everything else, right? Now we're as hot as oil grease because we played, because we played one good game against the Eagles and lost, keep in mind. And we beat up on the Giants for the second time, you know, and now we're as hot as grease. And as far as that, or Dak is MVP, who have we played? Well, it's not about who you play. For this, it's number-driven. The the Jets, the Cardinals, the Chargers, who beat themselves every week, he had one good game against a good team, the Eagles, and lost. We cannot beat any good teams. We only beat the mediocre teams. We're the king of beating the mediocre teams. But we're we're not there yet, clearly, and I think that will come to light as as we get into the meat of the schedule here in December. So because we're beating up on, on... the Giants, all of a sudden, we're the hottest team in the league. We've got the 
Yeah. You know yeah. what? Jim, we don't need all this <laughs> negativity. Why you got to be so negative on the way to H? You're on the way to H E B, bro. Come on, be be nice. Don't talk the truth before the sun rises. Hey, Jim, let me ask you a serious question, though. Let me ask you a serious question, Jim. You said H E B, right? Yeah. So, I I only mess with my mother-in-laws, right? I only mess with my mother-in-laws Tamales. But a little birdie told oh, me that y'all Tamales are legit. We get them. They're legit. They're are good. they legit? Yeah, they're good. Oh, yeah. They're, they're not they're mamas, legit. but they're good. They're not my mother-in-law. No, so. no, no. But I don't think H-E-B claims to be that. They just... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Jim. You come into an H-E-B on the weekend, we're actually walking around with them in a cooler, nice and hot, ready to go. You oh. can take them home even right there. You, you know what, to it. give more authenticity? Sell them to me in a parking lot. Appreciate <laughs> the <laughs> phone call, really Jim. you want to add some flavor, yeah. have the H-E-B cart in a parking lot, because those are always See, the best ones. That's a Cowboy fan saying we got to calm down. He's right. He's absolutely right. But there are but some I'm just, numbers so We're just talking justify. about in the conversation, which yes. has been the theme of this He's week. right. You're right. We run hot and cold. I, I'll throw myself in the weed. Me too. But I think at this point, for the first time in a long time, there are numbers to justify Dak's comparable Hi. greatness. There are numbers to say it. Now, we as might not want football, to admit it. As pro football focus, they're unbiased. They're a strictly numbers-based thing. They're not an opinionated um, entity, Rob. And we're going to look at a few. Five Cowboy stars that pro football focus says, hey, they're the real deal. So that less is more stuff, or less with more, or more with less kind of stuff. That matters. Hey, Texas Rangers, how are you on a high-priced first-base DH? Wow. Oh, did you just go there? How are you on the most expensive hmm. first baseman to ever walk the planet? Uh, Mr. Otani might be looking to relocate to the Metroplex Ranger fan. Does it keep getting better, or is this a terrible idea? We're talking about it next. This is R&R, &R, and you are on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Jason Minix here from The Blitz starting at 2 o'clock today. We are live out at the Roof of 281 and Redland Road. Stephen Jones will join us at 4.30, the latest on the Dallas Cowboys. Plus, John McClain will join us at 5.15. Because, Rudy J, I am sure that John McClain will continue the conversation of C.J. Stroud for MVP. Yeah, yeah I, can't, I can't wait to see the general. Like, And that's the thing. Now, if, the, if Joe disrespects the general, it's one thing to disrespect everybody on ESPN. Fine, whatever. They're, blo they, they, they're talking heads. Then he disrespects Jane Slater. If Joe Reinagle disrespects the general, John McClain, claim that C.J. Stroud is indeed top three in the MVP race, I, 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 I'm going to have to... I'm gonna have to be done with Joe for a little bit. Like you can disrespect, you know, Lewis Riddick and and James Pledger and Jane Slater, but you cannot disrespect the general Joe Reinagle. Well, I, is McLean his elder? <laughs> wow! 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 We got old hate. We got old people. That's, that's old on old, old on old crime. crime. That's gray on gray crime. Now, do y'all remember my tweet in the middle of the World Series? Middle of the World Series, Rangers are probably about to win, and I tweeted, and I could find it if I had, if I cared enough to make y'all, you know, to want y'all's approval. But right when they're about to win, I said, man, Rangers about to win the World Series. Just wait to see what they look like when they get Shohei Otani. <laughs> Do y'all remember that? 
Does yeah, anybody sure, remember that? Sure. Whatever, Rob. Yeah. I know you didn't no, see no, it. I know I didn't see it, but I and I believe you. But if you believe that Shohei Otani is coming to the the Texas Rangers, you are crazy. He hasn't made any money, Rob. California been taking it all. Uh-huh. He just, he just. No, I agree. Come There's, to the great state of Texas where we let you keep some of your paycheck. Now, I would agree with you if they had lost to the Astros. Why? Because you feel like the Rangers would have been more desperate to pay. Yeah, to they pay got a ring. The they got a ring, man. Why am I going to go is, spend five hundred million dollars well, for a guy the, that's available half the time to maintain <laughs> where I am? Well, this is the thing. Shohei understands that the market is weird, so he's he's been willing. He's been telling teams. Him and his agent been telling teams. I will take the short-term deal. Like, you don't have mm-hmm. to give me that 10-year deal. So, if I if Shohei tells me, hey, Rudy, I want... How much I, for a three-year deal would you pay Shohei Otani? 150. Oh, that's going to be a year. No, I give him 50 million a year. I give that's him it? 50, I'd go up to all the way up to 180. 60 million? For a uh, I mean, that's good what hitting I, first That's baseman? what I'm paying Dame Lillard to be. At, no, to, I, I, no, no, I'm, I'm what I'm saying him. is, I like... I, Portland, the Celtics are giving Jalen Brown 60. And I figure he's in that land at least, you know what right? I mean? Now, he's not going to pitch this coming up season. No. So, so <laughs> But you're getting the best bat in all of baseball. The yeah. best bat in all of baseball is worth 50-plus million. But you now, got then, a ring. And then you get a year after that, he's going to be both again. Go invest in your farm system. Hang around oh, for a while. My God. Don't burn so you hot s- you disappear in two years. Don't be the Rams. There's Hang no, around. Bro, there's no salary cap, bro. No that, salary. Cap. Oh, that's right. There is the yeah. unlimited resource <laughs> that unlimited. is baseball. Save what? You can do whatever the hell you want. Much like the Texas A&M Aggies. We're going to talk about them in nine. But coming up, it's the Spurs at seven. You better not go nowhere. This is R&R on 941 San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Rob Thompson. Ginobili the other way in transition to the back. Oh, 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 oh. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's the Spurs at 7. We do it every day here at San Antonio Sports Star. He is Rudy. I am Rob. 35 years of Spurs experience. We've seen the good, the bad. This is why we are here to make sure you are in place and in play for our San Antonio Spurs. who have the day off today. Uh, They're traveling to Sacktown to take on the Sacramento Kings, who uh, took care of the L.A. uh, Lakers last night, providing uh, their first home loss, I think, for the Lakers. Is that their first overall loss? No, no, no. It ain't their first loss. It may have been their first home loss. First home loss. It was easy. Yeah, Sacramento comes into town tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. I like that Sacramento team. They were third in the West last year, almost beat Golden State in the playoffs, and look like they're making the next step. So I'm a – it's a good basketball team. Really good basketball team. Mike Brown comes from the pop tree. Does he, he throw Papa Bone tomorrow night? No. Um, <laughs> you, they could start their third stringers against what we have seen. Uh, they come in with all-star caliber players. Savonis is one of the best double-double monster rebounding. He does everything the Spurs don't do. He, uh, I hate to say it, but I don't even hate to say it. I don't give a damn. He 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 gave Anthony Davis the business last night. Yes, he did. And, and, and you know, AD's been playing as Anthony's good as anybody. Anthony's one of the better 
big man defenders this league has. And Sabonis gave him 29 and 16, seven assists, three steals, and a block. And AD was on him most of that time. Now, AD, AD only had nine points himself in 35 minutes. So when Adam Silver says, well, I don't know if we can do an all-star game with, you know, the world versus the U.S., yes, we can. Sabonis is one of them. Yeah, we can. But anyway, yeah, Sabonis gave him the business, so we got to deal with him tomorrow night. So knowing that this is a good basketball team, a playoff caliber team that can run, uh, Keegan Murray is one of the better big man shooters. Uh, I expect to see Wimby matched on him a fair amount tonight or tomorrow night here. You think so? Yeah, I do. I think that's the match. I'm not going to put him on Sabonis. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's going to be a Keegan Murray kind of a matchup. And we're really- or Harrison Barnes. You got to hide him. Hide him with Harrison Barnes because Harrison kind of just sits at the perimeter. Good basketball team. Go look at it. And and the reason I bring up the fact, I'm not trying to say that the that the Spurs didn't, don't have a chance. They should be able to play at least competitive basketball with them. But what I'm getting at is a loss would be no disgrace no matter how good the Spurs were playing coming into it. The Sacramento right. team, they're a little bit ahead in the development side of things. They've, they've, had another, they've had an extra year with their young rookie star, and they've got another couple of stars to protect them, and the Spurs don't have that. So when you look at a potential six, seven, eight, nine game losing streak that we might just be in the middle of, the Sacramento loss, ordinarily, you go, well, you lost to a better team. But I'm getting the sense, Rudy, that Spurs fandom around the country, around San Antonio, getting a little surly, bruh. I, I know I am. Oh, no. It, it's, um, people, have called, you know, people have some things to say about pop. People have had some things to say about women. People have had some things to say about um, the team as, as a whole. But I, I feel like... After hearing Wimby after the Oklahoma City game, I kind of have to take a step back and think maybe that there's a little bit something else at hand here. Yeah, even though I know it's uh, you know we, it's uh, he's trying to learn from from us as and we trying to learn from him. Yeah, we know from him, and uh, it's it's gonna be as I told you, it's it's gonna be a long term project and. It's uh yeah we're you know we are experimenting some stuff and but this is the way I like to play is is when we win you know so we you know we got a lot to adjust. I think we me I'm talking about people like me that thought they'd win 40 games. We've been bamboozled into thinking that this was the year that they were going to actually start putting their best foot forward. And I'm not, look, I'm not sitting here telling you that they're tanking again, that they're trying to lose games. But what I'm telling you is they don't, it's not in the plans for them to be in the playoffs this year. They never had, maybe, maybe the, th- the thought process for them was hearing Wimby say, well, you know, we know it's going to be a long process and blah, 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 whatever the case may be. Maybe I got a little bit, I put the, what did they say, the cart before the horse? And thinking that, okay, they were really going to hit the ground and say, all right, this is what we want. When really this is an experimentation season. This is a season where they're just like, all right, let's see if the guys that we've assembled and we've been coaching up again, like you brought it up yesterday, Rob, which I thought was a good point. Like, look, hey, man, Keldon and Devin, they're not not babies anymore. (laughs) You know what I mean? They're not babies. McDermott, like some of these C.D. Osman, like a lot of these guys been around for quite some time. They're not babies anymore. Zach Collins been around. But maybe this is an experimental year where they're playing with lineups and just seeing if the talent that they've amassed is ready to take the next step and for them to invest in them. 
or should they reevaluate things at the end of the season? Again, I was, I, me, just me, just watching them in preseason, watching summer league, I'm like, oh, okay, they ready. They're ready to take the next step. When clearly, when I hear Wimby say, well, we already know that this was going to be a long process. And then when you look at the starting lineup that they've ran out there for 10 games now, Rob, 11 games now, it's like, yeah, this this wasn't the year that they were like worried about turning the corner in. And I think we've all, not all of us, but the, the those of us that had maybe play-in aspirations, maybe 40-win aspirations, we didn't get bamboozled. But we 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 jumped in the we jumped in the fast lane when that's not where they are. Uh huh. I, I, that's why. So if that's the case, if if what I'm seeing is true and what Wimby says is true, then I, I I can put I can take off my expectation glasses, properly put them up, put them back in the glass holder, and be fine with it. If that if that's exactly what they're doing, they're experimenting this year, seeing what they have, then I'm not going to be mad at them. Uh, okay. I'm not gonna be mad. At uh, okay. Uh, what? Why are you laughing? Talk to me. There bro. Is Talk a, to me, partner. We said a couple of months ago, at least I did, that when the use of the the experimentation, this process of development, it is a trap. It is rat poison. It is a safety net. It is the busy, biggest excuse possible to have this looming over your head that well, we lost tonight. But keep in mind, we're just kind of learning each other. We're all just kind of feeling that, each you, you other out. That? You don't get those vibes. What, what this strikes me as, what especially when I hear Wimby come out and go, you know, we're all kind of getting to know him, and he's getting Is to that, know oh, me. Ahead. I'm gonna let you. There, it strikes me there's a scene that and I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about him. Okay, but the Cosby Show. Remember, I think it might have been the first year of the Cosby Show, and all what right, put right, them right. on the map was this scene with him and his son Malcolm Jamal Murray. And his son's coming to him, and I think it's about bad grades. Yeah, and he's talking to him about, can't you just let me be me? And, you know, you know, you talk about being a, a good dad. And a great episode. You're letting me grow into it. And his dad, Cosby's sitting there looking at him and letting him go on and give this heartfelt speech about letting a child grow into who he's supposed to be. It was so good, in fact, that when he was done, the crowd applauded this yeah. heroic speech from this 12-year-old boy. And Cosby goes, Goes, shut the hell up and go do no, your homework. What he said was that's got to be, he said, Theo, that's got to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Since when do you get C's and D's? Yeah, I, that Wimby, great, that's great the episode. dumbest damn thing. What do you mean we're getting to know each other and we're growing up? You're a 19-year-old kid with a whole bunch to learn. Hey. You better put into play what this man for 25 years has won five rings. Learn from you. He got nothing to learn from you. You learn from him. Time out. Let's, let's take a deep breath. Let's take a deep oh, breath. No, but this is the thing, Rob. Dude, you're bigger is than he, you think you are. Is he... Not right, and they're learning. They're learning each other. Now, I'm, I'm talking about, like, what you have to really think about is it's not, I'm, I'm not saying it's, in a sense, it is hardened. And, that, and let me tell you why I'm saying it's hardened with the Clippers is because these guys that have played together for three, two, three years now have learned to play a certain way, enters seven foot five, best prospect ever to walk the planet. Mm-hmm. And there were eleven game sample size. It's it's a change for everybody. You brought me over to it is a process, and I will go with twenty games. I will say well, for these twenty games, yeah, we're gonna get to know each other and we're right. gonna hang out. But on day twenty one, you better get on the line. I've seen you play enough. Let's get let's get to work. But do you think? No, in all in all honesty, 
behind closed doors, what do you think the thought process is for them as a as a collective? Not not the team. Let, let's put the players aside. From Pop to Brian Wright to the assistant GM, the assistant coaches, RC, like as a collective, what is the thought process for 2023-2024 this season? I think you've hit it on the head. I don't know. I'm, I, I know, again, I think I you're right. I, and look, and that doesn't mean that I'm not going to be critical of them getting beat by 30 no, or 35 you, no, points. Like, think, I'm, I'm still going to let them have it. But if as a collective, they're like, yo, man, we're going to take our lumps this year. Let's work. Let, you know, we're, we're experimenting. But I mean, I think they're. But effort, the effort thing, though, is weird. We're not, not there. We're yet. not. I'm not going to. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not getting off of that. Like, you let you let the Pacers put 152 up. There's still some issues that need to be addressed, even if they are experimenting, is what I'm saying. It's a hard plan to digest, especially when you see it going down the way that it is. But I will respect the fact that the plan is in place and they're following the plan. I don't like it because I it falls. There's a, you know we we told ourselves we're not going to say the word process, but there is. We can't deny the fact that is there is a process to becoming great. We we know that, but. To hear the way the process is playing out is difficult for my old brain to to, to fathom. <laughs> when I hear there's so much for him to learn and there's so much for him to do and there's so much that he has to be willing to be taught and some of that is things that you don't want to have to do, bruh. Some of the, you're going to have to do some things as a professional basketball player that maybe you didn't like think what? you'd have you to mean? do be a seven foot five guy. You're going to have to plant your ass in the paint and take some bruises, man. You're going to have to stop dribbling all the time. You're going to have to not be that guy. You're getting stolen from three times a game, man. They're taking See? your cookies over and over and over. Some things you just can't do now. You you could before. This is, and it's, the, it, it, man, Rob, look. We're in a different era, right? But and, some things no, stay the no, same. I, I, no, I, no, I ain't even talking about the play. I'm talking about forecasting and looking into my crystal ball. I have to. If I really feel like this guy is generational and I feel like I'm going to win titles with him after Kawhi, after LaMarcus, after DeJounte, after Anthony Davis, after um, Dame Lillard, after James Harden, like all of these guys. LeBron before he left to Miami and it sucks I know nobody wants to hear this but if you don't change with the times you'll get left behind I do have to handle him with gloves and I do have to take into consideration what he wants to do if Wimby is happy not being a center and not playing in the paint considering I I've I went through three years of hell to get here I want to I'm making it I want I'm making a t- to be realistic in today's NBA, I'm not going to even say 20. What Tim, Dirk, and Kobe did, that those days are gone. Nobody's staying with one team 20 years. I want Wimby here for at least 10 years. So if I to keep him here for 10 years, if I have to let him do some things that he wants to do, even though I don't know if it's best for us, then I'm going to have to do that, Rob. That's oh, just, that hurts, doesn't I it? I know. It's just the era that we are in. If not... He starts screaming and yelling. He comes to Jeff McDonald or Mike Finger or you or Jason or Joe and tells him, "Yeah, man, I'm not happy. I want out. I'm, I'm just so y'all know, I'm not. I'm not resigning here because he's gonna sign his one deal, the rookie deal. He'll sign. That's what they all do. Yeah, you have. They to. get the they get the generational wealth check to set the family up forever. And then two, three years after that, that's when they start saying, "Hey, if you don't give me some help, hey, I don't like our system. Hey, this, that, this, and that, and the third. So 
we have to handle them with gloves if we want them here for 10, 12 years. You know, and it's, it sucks, but just look around the NBA and Adam Silver condones it. Even though he says, I want these guys to stop doing that. No, you don't because you, 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 you catch their back every chance you get with, even though you don't know that's what you're doing. So it sucks that it's this way, Rob, but if I want him for 12 years, I gotta let him do what he wants to do sometimes and find a way to win. While doing what he wants to do. And I think therein lies the rub that I'm not seeing. It's up to Pop to find a way to win doing what he wants to do. And I, I don't, I'm not telling everybody, I'm not telling him to get in the paint. I'm telling him. What are you telling him? I'm just saying? telling him, I want you to be available as we get to know each other to do some things that are going to be uncomfortable. And I don't know what that is right now. You know what I mean? But I'm going to come to you one time, and I'm going to ask you to do some things that maybe a superstar shouldn't be asked to do. And I think every superstar should be asked to do some things. Set a pick, pass the ball, dive on the ground that normally you wouldn't be asked to do. But today, right now, I want you ready to do that kind of thing. And right now, I don't think he understands that you have to get uncomfortable to get great. I think the good thing about this situation is he gets that. I hope so. He gets that. He's a team guy. We can see that he's a team guy. He's not a me first guy. So I feel like this could be a situation like Larry Brown had with Rasheed. Rasheed got to a point in his career where he wanted to be a perimeter guy. And Larry said, cool, I'll let you shoot some threes. As long as when you have a clear mismatch, you go down to the box every now and then for me. And I don't think – and I and I feel like that – first of all, Wimby's going to have a mismatch every night. But <laughs> – if you give me, if it's a give and take, like, hey, man, you shoot all the threes you want. I give you four turnovers. You handle the ball all you want. All I ask is you give me X amount of possessions in the in the paint. You know, it's funny. And you give me X amount of possessions as the center, and I'll let you be the guard that you want to be. It's you, got, you got, it's going to be some give and take. And, and I, I, and I don't, I don't have a problem with that in 2023 because I need him to stick around for 10, 12 years. The irony of the, the, the comparison with Sheed is I want him to act like more. Sheed more often. When I'm talking about oh. you being uncomfortable, sometimes, he's, he's just got here. He'll get there. No, but I'm talking about the uncomfortability to him. I think is demanding the ball. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I, to, for me, I want you to get uncomfortable in ways that will benefit you in ways that you want to be benefited by, and that is planning your your ass or putting your eye on the point guard or whoever's got the ball and say, "Give me the damn ball." That's right. uncomfortable for him, and I want him to be uncomfortable sometimes by just flat out, and if you don't get it, run over to the guy who didn't give you the ball and tell him next time if you don't, I mean, whatever the case may be, however you lead, right. that's the uncomfortability I'm talking about. Yeah, and you know, and now that I've given them their pass and I've made excuses for them, I'm going to say this. You start, at some point, to quote the great Greg Popovich, you got to stop getting tired of getting your ass kicked. Getting beat by 40 is unacceptable. Like, at, at some point, your competitiveness and the dog in you, if there is a dog that lies in any of these guys, says, hey, man, come on, lock up. Like, I, like do your job. Lock up. Like, they're the you are the worst team in defense in the entire NBA. You are the worst at, in the NBA at defending the three. Like, again, this could be a process thing. Fine. We didn't expect to win this year, but there's just some things that are unacceptable. 152, 130, getting beat by 40, getting beat by 30, and having the dogs called off on you. TNT went away from the game. Left the game. We TNT didn't talk about left that. the game. That, no, 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 no. We, we can have the whole process thing, but what's going on right now is unacceptable. I'm sticking to that.
And that process, that's the rat poison. That it turns those losses because they're so bad. Then you fall into the rat poison trap of a moral victory where you only lost by five. When you go, well, at least we didn't lose by 150 right. and we fought hard in the third quarter. Well, what about the fourth right. quarter and right. what about the rest of that stuff? So then you lend yourself to the moral victory of, well, at least we got better. Well, yeah, we want you to get better. And that's number one job. But after getting better, winning is nice. And right now, we're going to get hung on the hook of, well, at least we got better when we do want to see some wins. That is our Furs at 7 podcast. We do it every day. Make sure you are liking, listening, sharing, subscribing to make sure you get the latest and greatest news for the San Antonio Spurs. No one does the Spurs like San Antonio Sports Star. It's R&R here on San Antonio Sports Star. We're your home for the Dallas Cowboys. We'll get you started on Sunday. Uh, it's an early kickoff as the Cowboys travel to Carolina. We'll get you started early. Caroline. What's the Thursday music? This ain't no Thursday. Does Thursday have their own? Do they got the theme song? I know, the, I know Sunday they has do. Carrie Underwood. Thursday, who they got? Amazon's trying. I'm sure they got something. Because we met the uh, music guy. Two years. Remember when we were at the... Uh, at, at uh, oh, we almost got names. the we almost got yeah go ahead name uh, we were hanging out in Nobu with Jerry <laughs> and uh, <laughs> which is rare that's true and the uh, Amazon lady was telling us like oh this is gonna be the lineup yeah they were blah, blah, blah. all the and we got to meet the crew before right. they actually were on and they we met the music guy yeah. but you know what I guess we just haven't heard it enough yeah Rob and I tried to get the job but they said us no no we tried to leave their loss and their uh, loss yeah. and San Antonio's gain we like to say <laughs> I'm kidding hey at nine o'clock <clears> we're talking Aggie football and we got us a little competition and exhibition going on go to sasportstar.com you'll see what we're talking about it's kind of a bracket we've set up with these 16 potential aggie coaches we're going to discuss the merits of all and figure out who would be best we're going to go day by day you want to play a role in this go get yourself signed up i promise there will be a prize for the guy at least one who picks the uh, eventual uh fight in texas I, I can't imagine that this list that we have put together doesn't include the future coach of the Aggies. I mean, there might be one out there. I don't think if that, so. If we got 16 names on there, if we, if we go over 16. <laughs> Which would be probably the best if thing. If we for go the over 16, something wrong. Something wrong. You know, uh, yesterday as we uh, began our show, news started floating around the Internet uh, about Deshaun Watson. He is gone for the uh, year, and that does greatly affect the playoff race. <laughs> It really does. I mean, this, Big time. Uh, this is uh, this this does matter. Well, and then it got the news even got weirder as we. I wouldn't say weirder, but uh, we saw PJ Walker just what two weeks ago win a football game, a good yeah, yeah, football yeah, for game. Sure. And so as we found out the news, we go, well, you know, they're going to carry gonna on him. with him. Well, we find out later in the day that three name quarterback rookie Dorian Thompson Robinson. Uh, he's the UCLA kid, right? Yes, That's UCLA kid. Electric now. quarterback. I'm not going to well, take away from his skill. But. The only problem is we saw him against the Ravens, and he threw three interceptions. <laughs> but now what I'll say is I've seen Josh Allen throw g- games with three interceptions. I've seen Patrick Mahomes throw two or three. Dak Prescott throw two or three. So we are we holding a rookie to like, oh, well, you had one bad game. Get him out. And I heard Canty and them on the way in. Or, or I forget who it was last night. Arguing like, why are you putting this kid in? Well, hell, I need to see what I have in him. I'm six and three. Expectations are off the table. If we win games, everybody knows if it's PJ. Look, PJ Walker's been around the Nyai for a reason. He's not the answer either. All expectations for the Cleveland Browns are all the way off the table. We know that they had the number one ranked defense in the league. Fine. 
But if they end up falling off the face of the earth, nobody's going to blame them for it. That's, you know, so why not see what you have in DTR, which is I understand the thought process. And if I if he goes out there and it looks like, damn, he just it just ain't it, I can always fall back to P.J. Walker. But now the underlying thing here is the Texans, the rich get richer. So there we go. This if is they good. Fall off, if, they fall for, if you're a Texan fan, if, they, if the Browns fall off the face of the earth, you got their first-round pick. Well, regardless, whatever whatever record they end up at, Rob, I'm just saying it has a possibility to move up drastically. They lose six of eight or seven of eight over these next over these last eight games that they have. Then the Texans have their first pick, and they have Cleveland's first pick. And you know, with them not having Deshaun Watson, that pick could be a top fifteen pick by the time we're done. So the Texans, you know, it's just been their year. So not only does Cleveland's imminent, and we expect they, there's no way they can maintain. I'm not going to say collapse. That so? defense is too good. The defense is too. Oh good. no, no, they're not going to collapse. You're but, right. You're but right. I, I agree. don't think they're going to fall apart. But not only does that improve the Texans' draft fortunes, but it also kind of opens the door to a possible playoff because one playoff contender is now kind of I expect to fade out of the path. They got eight games left, Rob. If between DTR and PJ. I, that's five initials. It's too uh, much. A lot. It's too much. Between DTRPJ, <laughs> if they can find a way to win four, get to ten, go ten and seven, maybe there's a small chance to get in, right? I, well, All I they got to so. do, if they can go 500, if DTRPJ can go four and four, there's a good chance. There's a slight chance they could get in because, again, this is the AFC. There's going to be some good records. It may take eleven and six, but I think ten and seven you can sneak in the back door. You know, maybe possibly leave the screen door unlocked. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. If they do that, and I think it's possible, possible, not likely, but possible. Four and four. If they go four and four, give the MVP to Miles Garrett. Mm-hmm. Give it to him. If they go four like, and four, I if like they it. manage to squeeze four wins out of this, it'll be because the defense give him the MVP. They can beat the Rams. They're going to beat Chicago. They can beat the Jets. Now, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, (laughs) Houston, and Cincinnati, those are going to be tough. But I could give them three. I think they can beat the Rams. Denver's playing a little bit better, so I'm I'm on the fence on that one. But the Rams, Chicago, and the Jets, I found three because of their, because their defense is so good. I found three wins for them. So maybe you're on to something, Rob. I'm going to plant my flag and hang on to this Miles Garrett thing till it is literally ripped from my cold, dead fingers. Yeah. Uh, we get a, you know, the game tonight plays into the. Uh, the oh, division. it does. Who's what? it more important for, Rob? Who needs? They both lost. I think I got to go with the Bengals because of the record. My, right? my because gut of the record. says they need it because they're at home. They really need to, losing at home to the Texans. That hurt. And oh, they're they, at home again tonight. Yeah. So I think that the. Either this scab will heal over with a win or something is going to be greatly exposed with this Bengal team, and they're going to start falling into the Buffalo area like, oh, my goodness, now every game's a must-win if they go down tonight. I mean, this is a – that loss five, last week. What are they, 5-4 and four now, Edwin? Cincinnati's 5-4 and four right now. Yeah, they're 5-4, and four, eight games left. The ramifications of last week are huge. They need to go 5-3, and three, and, they they, and they're playing in AFC. So, who is we? ooh, let me look at this. Let me look at this. They got a uh, – be more Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, Colts, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Chiefs, Cleveland. Yeah, they got to go five and three. And they need to go. They need to go five and three the rest of the way. Again, that that ten ten game mark is the mark. The uh, the lone brother defender in Baltimore. Uh, I, I think that last week was standing. I'm listening. 
that uh, they have the formula to win a Super Bowl. That's a that's a team that I'm not paying too much attention to during the regular. All they got to do is get into the playoffs for me. Who Lamar? Uh, the Baltimore? Ravens. I'm not worried about mean? home field. That is a team that is built to win playoff games. Maybe not regular season games. I didn't like. I didn't like that Cleveland game. Uh, there's two games that I didn't, I I didn't like. I didn't like that. I didn't like. I didn't like the fact that they could get out to a big lead like that and just just squander it away to a team that has struggled really, really mm-hmm. bad offensively, even with Deshaun Watson. And that's counter to everything I just said about a team built to win playoff games because that's a team built not to give up big leads. That it's a team that built to hold on to minuscule leads, small leads, and, and huge right. uh, time of possession leads. That's what they're built to do, and I feel like I don't. I'm not going to judge them in the regular season yet. I think if they're just a wild card team, I'm still afraid of them on the road because of the Lamar factor. But tonight, it matters more for the Bengals. I think Burrow, as good as he was last week, there was one interception that was Allen esque that uh, you you're going to allow a guy like that to have. But against another defense like this, he throws another one. We start questioning whether Burrow is sure. Joe Cool. For sure, um, you dig a hole like that; it's hard to dig out. I'm just happy we got a. I'm happy there's a good two teams on Thursday. Something to look forward to. Now, as we head into the weekend with with the Cowboys, it's so hard for us to justify the Cowboys' goodness to greatness. But when you hear from the the numbers dudes, the pro football focus dudes, oh yeah, I got you. When you Let's get those kind of numbers about your like the Tyron Smith myth or fantasy of goodness to greatness or whether he's done or not. Yeah, 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 yeah. When the dude's on the field, he's one of the best playing. The numbers tell us. Yeah, this not it's not an it's not a talent issue. It's it, an availability it's issue. It's just an availability and continuity. Issue. But you look around the rest of the Cowboys, there are guys that are outperforming the rest of the league at a variety of positions. Yeah, when I look again, this is pro football focus, not opinions. All analytics, all numbers, they don't give a damn about the Cowboys and Purdy, Dak. They just put the numbers in a system. The system spits it out, and then they give us this. Cowboys stars. This is from the official page of the Pro Football Focus on Instagram. Third amongst quarterbacks is Dak Prescott at 87.6. Third. That's pretty high. Fourth amongst wide receivers, CeeDee Lamb at 90.7. Second. Now this, now that, now this one. I'm gonna stand up and I'm gonna beat my chest and I'm gonna pat myself on the back a little bit because I tried to tell y'all something. Now Pro Football Focus has backed me up, Rob. Second amongst DBs, not Stephon Gilmore. <laughs> it's some little dude named Deron Bland who I tried to tell y'all is making that hundred million dollars Trayvon Diggs got from Jerry Jones look like money that they did not need to spend. He's second, Rob. Amongst DBs at at eighty nine point four second, Rob. Second, I move on. I, I, I'm done patting myself on the back. Now fifth amongst edge rushers is Demarcus Lawrence. It's not Michael Ooh. Parsons. Who? Yeah. Really? Now guess who's behind? Not in front, Rob. Guess who's behind Demarcus Lawrence? Dorrance? That would be Michael Parsons. Ah. But what I'm saying is we got we've been we've been talking for two years. We gotta put some money aside. We gotta put money aside. We gotta take care of Micah. We gotta put money aside. He ain't even again. This ain't opinion. This is analytics. This is numbers. He ain't even the best edge rusher on his team. Well, he's the Which is why I said on my Instagram post, you can check it out at Rudy J underscore star 
Micah's podcast has been better than his off his defensive production on the field. He ain't even playing better than Demarcus Lawrence, according to Pro Football Focus, who doesn't have an opinion or a Micah jersey. <laughs> so y'all do with See, that this what is you what want. Kills. <laughs> When you throw those numbers out, and you're going to tell me with a straight face. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, I'm bloviating. Having a better season I'm than Mike, you go, okay, I, I guess. I haven't seen well, see, it, they, but I'm glad they, they, somebody they, has. You know what they take in? You know what I think they take in? They take in the fact, one thing that RJ Ochoa did let us know, they put in numbers against the run, I would think. It has to. And, and, and clearly, he's better than Michael. This is great Micah. news for Cowboy fan. It no, really this is, is. This is an RPP. It really is. This is an RPP. When you got the second-ranked DB on a rookie deal, that is God sent in the NFL. In the NFL, rookie deals are gold. They're gold. That's the gold standard. You have to hit on your rookies because you got six or seven guys you got to pay. So if you miss on your rookie deals... You are done. You will not advance. You will not be anything. And they got one in Deron Bland. This is with their star out. And you consider how lucky they are. I mean, of all the positions to find a guy that is underpaid and overskilled, it's at the position where you had invested this rapid, this amount of money and everything hinged on your cornerback play for the rest of that defense to be as competitive as they have. And, it, and they had the right guy at the right time. Now, they had to spend $100 million to find out they had the right guy at the right time. But <laughs> No, the thing about it is it's a it's a RPP, Rob. I'm, I give Diggs a hard time, but what will ultimately happen is you'll let Gilmore walk, Diggs will come back, and then you have Diggs and Bland, and that's... That's going to be tough sledding for any quarterback and any receiver tandem. Hey, coming up, let's. Uh, there is a search going on at A and M, but there's more going on in the college football world. If you're on the phone and you want to talk A and M, we're going to give a, a couple of minutes there. But at nine o'clock, we're going to have a party, and I want you to hang around for this. At nine, we got our bracket going for all the potentials, and maybe David on the line who wants to talk about Aggie coaching might have another one to add in. Let's look around the college football world as uh, it is a paycheck kind of a weekend, but this is the kind of weekends where Heisman trophies are won. Big numbers are thrown, and there are some competitive games in a couple of conferences. We'll get you ready for a full spate of football, which includes senior night at the Alamo Dome as Jeff Trailer and the UTSA Roadrunners wave goodbye to what? 21 seniors, I think? Uh, yes, 21. That's of a lot. Of those dudes that brought glory to this team, these are the guys. Yeah. And we're saying goodbye on Friday. we got college football talk coming, so we know Sit what you, your job is. Hang on the lines. Hang with us. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Joe Reinagle here. Coming up on the Blitz, we are live out at the Roo Pub, 281 in Redland Road, getting you ready for a big Thursday night football game. Plus, we're going to talk some Dallas Cowboys with Stephen Jones. He'll join us at 4.30. And John McClain, well, he talks C.J. Stroud and MVP, believe it or not. He's coming up at 5.15. Rudy, Rob, what exactly is a conversation about MVP? <laughs> a conversation is like right now, if we put in their MVP votes, Joe, since I got to break this down, but to keep in mind, this is a guy that gets to HEB, don't know where the door is, and doesn't have his wallet. So, of course, I, I, I fully understand why he don't know what the conversation means. This is a guy that got all the way to HEB, got all the way to the checkout, gets the total, and has to tell the lady, I don't have my wallet. 
Can well, you I, I, what story are you telling? Is this something that's Brian Eagle did? Yeah, yeah. Th- he did this yesterday. So he was <laughs> he went all the way to H E B and then once he got to H E B, Rob, he was like and keep in mind, Rob, this is H E B and this is sixteen oh four in Blanco, so this is a super one. He can't find the door. Well, I get that. Have you been to that one? Yes. And I can find the door. Well, I can find the door, but there's a lot of doors. <laughs> it's okay. But then goes through, cart, fills it up. Gets all the way through the checkout. She says ninety eight seventy three. He starts. And he doesn't have his wallet? Don't have his and damn I wallet. I guarantee he doesn't have Apple Pay. So, now keep in mind, that's who is asking what in the conversation means. In the conversation means if all the votes went in today, is CJ top three? Yes. Yes. Without a doubt. Without the shadow of a doubt. If you go by the numbers, if you go by the numbers, go to ESPN, click on stats, Click on quarterback leaders. There's only one quarterback ahead of C.J. Stroud, Sam Howell. Okay. It, yes, <laughs> well, that's not saying a whole lot. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, the people that are the people that Joe and Jason Phil are in the conversation aren't ahead of him stat wise. That's all I'm saying. Well, I'm so saying give it to Sam if Howell. You, if you're if you're in the top three, if the voting ended at any point in time, you are in the conversation. And he has a good chance if again, if they find a way, keep in mind this is a team over the last three seasons went eleven, thirty eight, and one. They won two games last year. If he finds a way to get to nine, ten wins, what's more valuable than that? Uh, I'm just help me. Well, help me. I think everything you're saying is right. I just have a real problem for voting for a kid for MVP who's probably stealing his mom's cell phone plan. You know, he's so young. You're like, dude, there's dues to be paid. You can't be this good this early. You got to have to suffer just a little bit. And I think that's what the Blitz is suffering from. That's what it is. That's what they're suffering from. Well, not Jason. Jason, he toes the line well, so he can't be wrong. Like, he kind of hedges his bets. But Joe is full-blown, like, no, 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 don't want to hear it. Even though Jane Slater, even though all these experts have told him he's wrong, he's just holding on. You know, uh... As the MVP vote uh, will round into form, that's going to play out. That, and so will the Aggie search. But we can't, and we're living in San Antonio, and as the Aggies continue to search for a player, and we're looking at UTSA rounding into form, and that two-lane game that's in a couple of weeks to, that really is to take the conference uh, is, is going to be nationally televised, and the, the media is going to be talking about trailer. Uh, Aggies continue to search. We got a, we're gonna have fun at nine o'clock. If you want to talk about it, get on the phone right now. Six five six three seven seven six six five six ESPN. David dialed in a little while ago, yeah. wanting to talk about trailer and the potential to, you know, of him being asked to interview and head up to uh, uh, College Station. Uh, David, first of all, as you come on, are you an Aggie? Are you an Aggie supporter? Mm. Uh, no, uh, okay, I just wanted to preface. Why are you checking so, his credentials at no, the door? No, I just want to know where he's coming from because when yeah. somebody calling in and I see UTSA, it's going to be one side of the fence or other. So as you see the potential for Texas A&M maybe asking to interview uh, Coach Trailer and maybe Trailer accepting that, what are your thoughts? Where do you stand? Well, this is a left field question that, you know, Rudy's king of, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I would just, you know, we were talking yesterday at the, you know, the water cooler talk and everybody's giving in their best lie. You know, would it be so, I mean, this is just the if, if, if. Right. Mm-hmm. If, if trailer did go to A&M, mm-hmm. you know, Lisa's already lined us up, so she's going to get a $6 million. Yep. Which, you know, that nobody's mentioned that, but that was pretty smart of her. 
But would it be far-fetched to bring Wilson back? Why? Why would you want that? I'm not saying it wouldn't be far-fetched. Where's he at? He's in Louisiana someplace head coaching, right? He's at like Southeast or McNeese. He's a hell of a recruiter. Yeah, but but why would you want him back? You know, but look at the team that uh, uh, Trailer won with. Yeah, he had Davenport and all those. You're right. He had guys. But he still has his own guys, though. He has his own guys, too, David. He's turned the corner from the Wilson roster. Name name one besides Trey. Uh, I'm not not upset with Wilson. I think he was was a program, uh, but like they say at A&M, it was a program stuck in neutral. He had done all he could. Uh, I'm not. I, I'm not. I have no ill will toward Frank Wilson. No, I have no desire to have him home. Appreciate the phone come back. Hold on now. It's been trailers in his fourth season. How many people are on this team that are still from Frank Wilson's regime? Like I would have to do the research, David. I would. Well, I guess that's why. I, well, I'm just saying there are true. some dudes that are. Wilson was a hell of a recruiter. But I, I hold on. We not. I mean, I'm not saying you. But I'm. Not, we're not going to do. We're not like again a year or two. Cool. With the where we are in college football, like no, there's been there's been the huge turnover. But I have to go and do the research, David. But no, Trailers his own man, is his own squad. Uh, I'll, I'll be curious. This is not. Did he just call Co- Coach Trailer Barry Switzer? If so, I'm not, I'm not accepting that. <laughs> I'm not. Did he call him that? Did he call him Les Miles? If he did, I don't think he meant to. Did he call him Les Miles? I think he did, Rob. He just called Coach Trailer Barry Switzer. I That's will not say cool. This. I bet if we went and did the research, and I'm not going to do that. I was told there'd be no math. Of the 21 seniors tonight, I wonder how many of them actually signed their letter for Frank. Uh, under Coach Wilson? Yeah. I bet a fair well, amount. If, I bet they're, if they're seniors. I mean, so, I mean, but what we're getting at is I, there's no ill will toward Frank Wilson. No, no. Not, not at all. I think he played a role in the development of this program. But going back would be going in reverse. The, the, I think that UTSA, and what he was talking about in re- reference to Lisa, um, uh, Ms. Compost, has built in in the contract. If Trailer was to leave, look, $6 million coming back. Look, there's a buyout. On. Look, uh, shout out to Dr. Compost. Got lover. Everybody puts in a buyout. I ain't well, giving. Her, I ain't giving her no flowers for putting in the buyout. Well, no, what everybody realizes, does that. But what I will say is, Compos she realized it. realizes that at, at this stage in the UTSA program, okay. they are a developmental program for coaches. At this stage, this is where coaches come to cut their teeth and and lower mid yeah, D yeah, yeah, one, and then step up. Doesn't mean that some one eventually won't stay or one won't come back. But that's where this program is right now. So knowing that, you build in those pills. So you know when they're going, and we're going to get a little money. Back. And you're right. Every AD worth his salt has something in it. Worth their salt doesn't. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts about trailer leaving for A and M? Six five six three seven seven six six five six ESPN. We got time for one more call, and that's Vince. Vincent, welcome on, man. Hey guys, thanks for having me. I love yeah. the show. Thank uh, you. It, it's got to be Jeff Trailer for A and M. I mean, you're hearing Mike Elko, you're hearing Evan Meyer. But no, it's Jeff Trailer. Jeff Trailer has that East Texas ties. Recruiting is important in this in the state of Texas. Uh, Jeff Trailer's also mentioned about uh, in the past, you know, willing to pay his assistants. Look at Oregon; they came over and they plugged Willie Stein. What was right. Oregon's offense last year? It was not that good. Look where it's at now. Uh, you know, he's got Bo Nix. Uh, you know, probably going to end up winning the Heisman. Uh, but if he was, if Jeff Trailer was able to keep him. Man, maybe we're well, talking about Frank taking on an extra step this year. Uh, well, true. Oh, yeah, no, no. Appreciate the phone call. True. This is what I will say: with Coach Trailer's relationships and A and M's pockets, 
and his and his philosophies and the things that he implements and the way he way he understands these kids it could be a very 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 wholesome marriage it's a it's a difficult thing to kind of put in perspective but consider mac brown when he arrived at texas it feels very much the Ooh. same feels very much but the he same. was coming from carolina at i know the time. but, but no, I feel you. I feel a lesser yeah, 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 school you. where you're like you're not sure if he's ready for this kind of uh, of moment and it certainly feels I like, that like comparison, it. Ron. lots more to get into and it won't be any fun unless you're with us coming back when do the spurs stop the bleeding this is r&r we'll be right back O oh, six hundred. What's the O stand for? Oh my God! It's early. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the, oh, the left hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? Begin each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R and R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. He is Rudy J. I am Rob Thompson, and we are here for your entertainment. To help that along, Easy E. Edwin Hafner going to push the right buttons and take us all the way till ten o'clock. And in these next two hours, someone is going to win a pair of tickets to go see a very funny comedian. Dude, we got 17,000 pairs of these tickets. Is this dude funny or not? Uh, we got to fill the Frost <laughs> Bank. <laughs> we got to sell about Oh, this is Frost Bank. Yeah, oh, is, if it's Frost Bank, then he's good. Yeah, this is big time. He's not this. Oh. His name is Tom Segura. This ain't the LOL. No, this, is, this, is the, this isn't the small room. Let this is Google this dude. I bet I know him. You, Go ahead. When you see a picture, if you've been on Netflix, I guarantee you've seen this cat. He's normally that first little icon of the stand-up comedians. He's right in there. Very popular. We're oh. Gonna have a couple, yeah, see, you recognize him. Now, yeah, I don't yeah, know anything yeah, yeah, about yeah, him because yeah, 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 I haven't yeah. watched his comedy. But uh, I know who he is. Seems to be a funny cat, and we have tickets for his show at the uh, Frostbank Center on March the eighth. That will happen in the next thirty minutes. There will be Whoa. a tease, as I just did, and a payoff that will occur at just now, after eight thirty. Are we gonna have this many Drake tickets? <laughs> <laughs> are we gonna uh, have this many Drake tickets? Hey Nick, if you're listening, I just want you to know, man, I feel like you're doing one of the best jobs that I've ever seen a promo director do ever. Um, I love you, Nick. He's a handsome uh, man. You're a, you're a Bears fan. You're very handsome, very striking. Yes. And if you need anything, Nick, breakfast tacos, lunch, steak dinner, Nick, I got you. That's all you can ask for a there guy that has a safe full of uh, value. Ver- you know, Drake's great. I don't get, my stance on Drake's known. Uh, but J. Cole. <laughs> I, I oh, go, so now you're a J. Cole, you're a J. Uh, Cole not, fan? Yeah. Oh, but okay. Drake, man, do something different. Wow. Uh, Drake Slender. He's the Madonna of the rap world. He's a, he's a male Madonna. That's what he is, and there's so there's a place for that, but he is he's left what he was. He's Madonna now, holding up big bras. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like Drake. I don't I, love Drake. See, I, that's I think I a lot of. Him. Don't you think a lot of people are right there? Yeah, I like Drake. I'm not gonna turn it down. Yeah, but I, I don't love him, but I like him a lot. I I I could probably sing eighty percent of his concerts. Oh, though. Madonna again. He's yeah. Madonna. He is ubiquitous. Holiday. <laughs> boom boom. Speaking of Madonna, Doc Rivers told a story on air last night that when he was here in San Antonio, he wanted to get out the house. Uh huh. Didn't have a babysitter for Austin. Called up Dennis Rodman. Uh-huh. Dennis Rodman babysat Austin Rivers 
for Doc Rivers. And, and they, they were like, why would you call? He was like, dude, Dennis volunteered. He said he really loved babysitting. Said Jason Minnick sent me this story last night on Instagram, and I was like, "This is a, the most strangest thing." Like, think about all the people that you could have babysit your kid, and when at what point do you get to Dennis Rod? <laughs> <laughs> That's desperate to go out. Like, man. at what point do you get to Dennis Rodman? Right, Rob? Like, hey, man, I need to get out the house. I need somebody to watch this badass kid. And Dennis Rodman jumps up and says, "I got you." What do you say, Rob? When Dennis Rodman volunteers himself, do you dude, say I'm not going? I saw Bachelor Party. I've seen what happened when the wrong dude is babysitting. No, no, no. Dennis Rodman is babysitting your child right now. Why are you here? He said the house was a mess. <laughs> um, that explains a lot of things. I don't know. You met when you brought up Madonna. I thought no, about I, Dennis. Dennis dated Madonna. Brought Madonna down here to San Antonio. This is the San Antonio Spurs segment. It was all great tie, and that's why this is a great show. It, it all rolls it all into one. And talk about, uh, um, but no, I, I, again, babysitter Dennis Rodman is probably like close to dead last. You know what close? I mean? Close, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Dennis Rodman's. Oh yeah, I'm out, and you know, but Rodman's it, watching, as a watching. kid, it's a blast. You getting cookies? You getting ice cream? We listening to Pearl Jam. It's You're, probably a good time. You come home, Rodman's got him to like, watch. Austin like Austin Rivers can say, "Hey man, y'all know one night I ba- Dennis Rodman babysat me." We like about us, you talk about a podcast story. You know, all these dudes do podcasts now. Austin Rivers can go on a pod and say, "Yeah man, Dennis Rodman babysat me. He had some chicks come over. It was my first time seeing some jugs." Exactly. <laughs> we watched Halloween and saw Freddy. You're five. Yeah, yeah I saw some jugs. We saw some porno. Yeah, that was back in the Channel ninety nine days. Ninety nine squiggly little line, wiggly baby. lines. Squigglies, you don't know nothing about the squiggly. No, lines. you guys Edwin. don't know the struggle. Yeah, Edwin don't know. Nothing if you about know what the we're talking about, Edwin has a phone. Y'all got smartphones. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all got smartphones. The greatest thing to happen in the modern world is portable porn. <laughs> <laughs> Save that. Save that, Edwin. At some point, the uh, the Spurs are going to have to win. At some point, you you fall ass backwards into a win eventually, right? Yeah, um, we're looking at this at the schedule, Spurs fans. It's not getting any easier anytime soon. So as I'm looking at it, okay. So tomorrow the Spurs are getting beat by 20. Yeah, they're playing Sacramento. It's here in town. It's a t- it's a tournament game. Sacramento's really really good team. They're hungry after what happened to them last year. They got a chip on the shoulder. They're going to beat the Spurs by 20. Where we get off of the mat, Rob, is that next game. We got a back to back Saturday. Memphis comes into town. That's when we break the streak. So the streak will be broken after seven. They are the only other team in the NBA without a tournament win. So it is a matchup of like teams, like talented yeah, teams. The, now, the Memphis game is not a tournament game, but nonetheless, yes. Rob, yeah. Memphis, if we're going to get off the mat, it's going to be Memphis. And so, the, so the streak will end at seven. The Spurs will beat Memphis on Saturday night at 7 p.m. And it's a, it's a low-key matchup. That I do want to see, and that's going to be Wimby and Jaron Jackson. I think that will be kind of a fun, low key thing to watch. It's smart playing for. Yeah, he's, he's playing. playing. Bane. It's Bane team. It's Bane's team right now. While Jai's on the twenty five game gun suspension, and you know it. It was weird because we always like, well, man, they play so well without him, but now we're seeing like, okay, all that is kind of worn off. He really screwed them. They're in. The, they're 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 starting the season in a huge hole because. He don't know how to act on Instagram. And he didn't break any laws, but 
this one, I think it's conduct, we can all parse. It's conduct detrimental. There, there's the conduct detrimental, but I would parse this and we're doing this for your own good. Right, I, right, I right, do right. believe this wasn't penalizing him as far as we need you to get your life right for your own benefit. And that we'll see them come on Saturday night. I guess a back to back isn't going to be necessarily a bad team for this, a bad thing for this young team. But as we head into the potential of six, seven, eight, nine consecutive losses with really no hope. I mean, we're, there's no hope as we sit now. The first thing that you would say the Spurs have to learn in this maturation process, would you say it's just playing in the second half, just competing? Competing, period. But, yes, I think more than competing is understanding the adversities of a game. Understanding that at every game, at some point, things are going to go bad. And finding the ability to... Say, okay, finding the ability to keep playing through the adversities of an NBA game. That's their biggest problem right now. Like, when things go bad, they're just like, oh, well, not our night. I don't think it's as much as competing as it is just getting defeated within the game. Like, hey, no, you got to keep playing. Now, there's examples of, you know, in the Houston game is one of them. One of the Phoenix games is one of them where you're down and they found a way to. But the other night versus OKC at the end of the half. In the last two minutes, they turn it over three times and end up going into the half down by 10. They just let them, they let them, they let that deflate them. So understanding, look, man, we're going to go through things within the game. We have to keep playing. That's when the guys that have been here a while come into play. That's when I expect Devin to be like, come on, let's go. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Keep playing, keep playing. Keldon, come on, guys. Nope, nope, nope. Zach, pop. Take a timeout. Cut somebody out. Let's keep playing. We're waiting on Pop to be that guy. Well, Have we seen he, that guy he, yet? He's not that guy anymore. Too old to be yelling and screaming. I want some nasty. Now he gets to take on his uh, former assistant in Mike Brown. Mike Brown, notorious and well-known as a defensive strategist first. And you watch Sacramento. They're a get-back team. So there's not yeah. going to be a whole lot of fast-breaking no, Sacramento, going on. Sac- Look, Sacramento's going to kick our teeth in. Let's, let, let's be clear. They're a hungry Young team, De'Aaron Fox is going to hand out a lesson. I want to. I, I need. I, I want. I want Wimby on Sabonis a little bit. Yes, I'd like to. I see would it. like to see it a little bit. Now, look, Sabonis is physical. Ask Anthony Davis. He punked Anthony Davis last night, like literally taking the ball into his chest, pushing him, looking at him. Twenty nine and sixteen. That's one of the best post defenders in the league. Just did him dirty. Dog walked him as as, as, as the great Brad Sheriff would say. <laughs> Put the leash on the rack. But no, but I still want Wimby to guard him a little bit. Come on now. Like, we got you to be all you can be without joining the Army. Like, yeah, I, I expect you to guard the best player sometimes too, bro. I'm not going to protect you every night. I want to ask you a dumb question. No such thing. Well, looking at the stats, you know, Wimby leads in most of the primary categories for the Spurs. He's the leading scorer, and he's their leading rebounder. Mm-hmm. Is that a good thing for the Spurs that he is the leading rebounder on this team? Yes. He's 7-5. You should. Yeah, what about scoring? Scoring, rebounds, blocks. I don't think that's too much to ask. So the expectation is he needs to lead all three of them. Scoring, those. rebounds, blocks. If somebody else is leading those three categories, something is wrong. Because I think ideally he would rather Devin Vassell lead him in scoring, and he would rather... Zach Collins lead him, lead him in rebounding. I really? think Wimby, in his heart of hearts, wants everybody to go first, and I'll just fill in the gaps. You know, I'll you go do what you're great at, and I'm so good at so many things, 
that I'll fill in the, the, the gaps and I'll be the ultimate glue guy. I think that's what he wants in his heart of hearts to be. I think the Spurs are lesser if he's the leading scorer. I want him to score a lot of points. How but so, I think Rob? the Spurs are lesser if he's the leading scorer. Or if if he is the leading scorer and it's not Vassell right now. I think the game for the rest of the team opens up when somebody else is scoring. Right now. I'm not saying that he shouldn't be the leading scorer for the Spurs for forever. But right now, I think we need to get him focused on a lot of other things. And then we'll figure out how to get him the ball. No, Rob. I'm sorry. We're gonna I'm, we're gonna agree to disagree on that one. He should be leading his team in scoring. I'm sorry. It, I, I'm sorry because I, no, I can't. There's no. I, I can't even figure out a way to kind of come along to that. I side. will take the. I will go with you on this. For his scoring to increase, I want him to get those buckets on the offensive glass. I don't want there to be a three. I don't want it to be a pull-up jump shot. I don't want. I want him to grab the board off the glass and clean the glass because that will do two things. One, if you're leading us in rebounding and you continue to lead us on scores, but it's the second chance points that you're getting, that starts your defense. Your defense started the moment you grabbed the offensive rebound. Right. And if you do that, then suddenly that 125 points goes away, and now you're dealing with 115, a manageable score that you can keep up with offensively. If you get your buckets and you're leading us in scoring because you're col- you're pulling eight points a game off the offensive boards, off the offensive glass, world class. That's what we want. I want you leading us in scoring now. I don't want Victor Wimbayama leading the Spurs in scoring, taking nine threes a game. I don't want that to happen. I don't want him to get in the mindset that I got to take nine threes a game. That's I'd the, like to see NBA nine threes a game, in, but I want it to happen because it's happening, not because it has to happen. You know what I mean? Um, I'm going to be real here. All right. I think he's got to grow into it. I don't think he's ready to do He can't lead us in all these things. He's 19. He's growing into it. I got Devin Vassell, who should be an all-star this year. And to be an all-star, you're going to have to lead us in scoring, bro. You're the vet. What little vet we got. No, he needs to lead us, Rob. Sorry. No. We'll what do you guys think? We'll six revisit. five six three seven seven six. I, I think that's a valuable, a, a valid question. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you probably fall on the side of Rudy or on mine. This is a great poll. Yeah, what, I, I if so if Wimby is leading us in scoring, is that a good thing? One. And two, if it's not Wimby, who should it be? More Spurs talk. It better coming. be Devin with that buck 50. It better be, yes. <laughs> what the hell? He got a buck 50. Kelton Johnson got a gold medal. He's been playing international ball forever. He's been told right, but right, right. it better be him, too. More to come when we talk Spurs, but don't forget at 9 o'clock our bracket challenge begins. We got a fancy name for it, too, like the Gridiron. We're going to have the right name, but this is going to be interesting. As we look at the 16 candidates that we have rounded into form, we're going to go through the individuals, and we're going to mark them down and go through the brackets to figure out who the Aggies should hire. And there's others out there other than Jeff Trailer who would make a valuable addition to the roster. Uh, coming back in just a couple of minutes, we are looking directly at the NFL. Wait till you hear what Albert Breer had to say. I don't even know why he said it. Albert Breer needs some pub, clearly. And I'll give it to him. Uh, there, there's a potential <laughs> Hall of Fame coach landing in the NFC East, and it could be the Cowboys. What? We're talking Cowboys next. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Are you tired of watching the same old games at the same old place, and you need a fresh place to watch some football? Well, I got that place for you. It's the Golf 
Club of Texas. That's right. Tonight we got Cincinnati versus the Ravens. If you're not listening to it on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Jason Minnix here from the Blitz starting at 2 o'clock today. We are live out at the Roof of 281 and Redland Road. Stephen Jones will join us at 4.30, the latest on the Dallas Cowboys. Plus, John McClain will join us at 5.15. Because, Brody J, I am sure that John McClain will continue the conversation of C.J. Stroud for MVP. I just saw Damian Woody on Get Up say he's the MVP. I mean, I don't know how many more experts we need. Before Ryan Nagel bows down and just for once in his life admits he's wrong. I'm waiting. I, he's been over here two years. I have never heard him say he's wrong. So if we gave it today, would you give him MVP legitimately? To CJ? Yeah. If it, if it went out, could you, in in full comfort, I'd have to give it. I'd have to. And not feel like you had to either, justify either, it later. Either, either him or Dak, because Dak has made a strong push in these last couple weeks. It'd be hard not to give it to Stroud. Right. It'd be hard not to, man. And that's what in the conversation means. But I'll say, but for one terrible pass to the Texans defense, I'd have voted for Burrow up until Sunday afternoon oh. about two thirty. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I mean yeah, it yeah, took no, one dirt one bad pass. It wouldn't have been CJ. I'd have taken his opponent. Uh I've got some Segura tickets we're gonna give away, and I promised right after the eight thirty hour. But we're running into a weird break thing. Yeah, we are. So let's go ahead and I promised it, but those who got here early and have their devices ready, let's go ahead and do this. Okay. I've got tickets to go see uh, Tom Segura. He is a comedian of note. He will be coming to our beautiful Frost Bake Center in just a couple of months. It'll be in 2024, so you can plan appropriately for March the 8th, right in the middle of March Madness, I'm sure. You can go out and, and get away from the hoops and see Tom Segura at the Frost Center. If you don't win the tickets, you can get them at LiveNation.com. Be caller number six. To 656-3776-656-ESP and tell your best Tom Segura joke to Easy e Edwin Hafner. And if <laughs> you're caller number six, uh, you can do B6 first and then tell him a joke. Uh, you're going to go don't see Segura on don't us. Don't do that. Don't tell Edwin no jokes. He's going to hang up on you. Maybe that should be the key. If you can get him to stay on till the punchline, you win the tickets. Yeah. Uh, last night was a great evening of uh, basketball. We're going to get to that eventually and lock, talk about the matchups that went. We got we had a Celtic Sixer game. Mm, we had the Lakers yeah. go down. Finally, we'll look around the rest of the league and watch the Clippers continue to chase a, a win with James Harden. But coming up on the other side, the gumbo, she is hot, and Jeff Bezos with all those billions finally got himself a good football game. We'll look forward to a, a fine uh, a matchup between the Ravens and the Bengals. We'll look around the rest of the football world and try to figure out why Gronk hates Stefan Diggs. All that is coming next. So you're on R&R. And this is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. This is R&R here on San Antonio Sports Star. We're glad you're with us. He's Rudy and I'm Rob and we got stuff to talk about. Don't forget, in about 30 minutes, we got our Aggie Bracket Challenge. Um, uh, I want to give it its appropriate name. I want to give it the name. It's, it's the hook that's really going to bring it together. It's the hook. It, it is the hook. Okay. And, we're, and we're calling it the Gridiron Glory, the Aggie Head Coach Challenge. That sounds so much better. I like it. It needs to have some of that John Facinda music underneath. I like it a lot, actually. I'm excited about this. Came up with this a couple of days ago. A little meeting, meeting came together really well, and uh, now we brought it. You know, executing. You can get. You know, you can put a game plan together, Rob. But now we got to execute it. And the obvious thing around San Antonio, of course, we're talking Jeff Trailer is, a, is probably the uh, 
even if you're a UTSA fan, you got to be a fan of Trailer and hope for great things for him and moving on in his career. But there's other guys to bring up. Deion Sanders is on that list. What? Yeah. Bobby Petrino, too. And you know, it's funny. He's on the list, though the interim coach is not. Yeah, I asked Elijah. you yesterday, why hasn't anybody brought up Petrino's name? I feel he's worthy of being brought up, especially he could maybe, you know, make some hay over the next couple what of if games. He, yeah, because if, if, if at this point, Rob, it's really going to be his offense because, you know, you and, you know, your veterinary Aggie underground was like, hey, man, I don't know if this is really Petrino's offense. It looked like it's Jimbo's imprint still all over it. Well, now we really get to see what Petrino's made of. We only get two games, but we get to see what he's I'll made I'll tell you what, you hang 70 on LSU, you get an interview. I'll tell you that. You ain't 40 on LSU. You walk away from Death Valley with a win against even a down LSU. You get an interview. You get to be considered and might be worth the while. For shizzle. We're going to look directly at, as we start the bracket challenge, at two in particular. You can go do your research, but you know but you know one of them for sure. Bob Stoops, he's sitting, you know, he's coaching in uh, the XFL. Mm-hmm. He's been working up, but really, uh, he's a college coach by nature, legendary, title winner, Heisman coach, all the things that, all the boxes and big-time program stuff. He or Glenn Schulman. That's going to be go. our first one today? That's, well, that's who we're going to look at. We'll you know who Glenn today. Schulman is? Yes. Well, the, uh, maybe our listeners don't. No, I know. The defensive coordinator uh, for the Georgia Bulldogs, the uh, Kirby Smart heir apparent, the uh, the next great SEC coach might be at A&M coming Every, out of Georgia. Everybody's a good D coordinator when you get the defensive players that Georgia gets. There is that. <laughs> but I'd like to think maybe he's the reason they got him. And we'll discuss those two, point. which will carry through in our gridiron glory Aggie Head Coach Challenge. Yeah, that's, that's in 30 minutes. SASportsStar.com, right? Yeah, go ahead. Right you know where you're going. It's right there by the audio vault that you use to catch up on all your stuff. Uh, we got a good football game tonight. For the first time in quite a while, Thursday night matters. Is uh-huh. that right? I mean, are, are, are we in Fair. agreement? Ravens and Bengals? That's Absolutely. okay. Absolutely. I'm, I'm down because, again, and it's, it's even better because both teams are coming off losses. Cincinnati's coming off a loss in, the, in a place where – now they are five and four, and they're on the brink of going five and five. I think the Baltimore's entering. Baltimore is entering this game on an embarrassment note. Like there's no way, shape, or form they should have lost that game. They know it. They let one get away. So when you're the Bengals fighting for your life, you're the Ravens coming in off of an embarrassing loss. You get a you get a a situation where you're going to have a fantastic game, and it can all be heard right here on San Antonio Sports Star. You know, the ripple effect of the Deshaun Watson injury is we're already going to start to feel it as the, the Cleveland announced yesterday that the, uh, the the quarterback that's going to take the place, at least initially, for Deshaun Watson is the rookie draft pick out of UCLA, Dorian Thompson Robinson. I always want to go Dorian Finney-Smith, but D-T- that's a basketball player. It's either DTR or PJ. So we got five initials. At back up in third string. So DTR, the rookie from UCLA, much better legs, much more mobile quarterback. PJ, uh, an experienced NFL backup. He's won football Understands games. Understands how not to lose games more than he knows how to win. Them. So kind of an interesting choice to go that direction. I, I see. I see Cleveland working. Uh, yes, I see Cleveland working in the sense, Rob, that like let's see, we took him with our fifth overall pick, fifth round pick. So. Let's either fail fast or say, hey, there is something here. Now, the last time we saw him, he was playing the Ravens. He threw three interceptions. But there's a lot of really good quarterbacks, Josh Allen being one of them, that I've seen throw three interceptions or have three turnovers in a particular game that aren't rookies as DTR is. So let's see what we have in them. Like, again, right now we're 6-3. and All expectations are off of the table. 
When we win games, it will be because of our defense. Let's see what we have in DTR. We know PJ can come in and keep a game steady and not lose it, and our defense end up winning it. I see three more wins at minimum for Cleveland. So let's see what we got in DTR. It just because we can like, win with just our defense if, if they don't, you know, have four turnovers in a game. It's a very Cleveland thing to do. I'll just leave it at that. That's just what, a very. Just be going, you think they should just roll with PJ? I think at this point, no, I'm not against taking a risk. I'm not. I mean, I don't think. I think they expected to be here. I think is the problem. I think they really thought they were going to be good enough to be here, and they are, despite the fact that Deshaun's been hurt and really hadn't played well up until really recently. And you're here. You're in a playoff contention where you thought you wanted to be, and you lose your quarterback and you fall to a – you go to an unproven guy whose only opportunity was granted. He didn't know he was going to play, but when he did, he threw three interceptions against a good Ravens defense. Don't but not you a great want to one. see what you have in your draft I do, picks? but I find that out in, like PJ in is the a, fourth quarter. Like, we took DTR to be a possible replacement when Deshaun's deal is up. In three years, yeah. I'm not, see, it just seems like an odd time at six and three to try to figure out what do we got here. Right. When I know I got a quarterback that can win us a football game, when it actually matters. The good news is, if they win, which is, you know, they got a good defense. They can beat the Rams, they can beat the Bears, and they can beat the Jets. They're at minimum going nine and eight, no matter who the quarterback is. But the true beneficiary of all this is the Houston Texans. Keep in mind the deal that got Deshaun Watson, right? Gave the the Texans and uh, you know some high draft picks that really weren't going to thought of as going to be working out too well if Deshaun played the way he could. Right now, here we sit. The Texans could greatly benefit here in these teams that are racing toward the bottom. The Texans don't have to race to the bottom, but will still have an upper first round pick, an upper half first round pick coming from Cleveland, plus their own, plus their own. So an imminent collapse that only serves so, to benefit yeah, the Texans so if even if more. A, if I'm a Texan fan, I hope they lose eight, eight, eight in a row. Now, there's two stories floating around. One, with, we're going to hear from Gronk as he rips up Stefan Diggs. But I want to talk about the Albert Breer story. All right, let's do it. Albert Breer, uh, an NFL writer of great rapport. I, I mean, yeah, seriously, when he writes, people pay attention. He's one of those Peter King kind of guys, been around a long time. He has some thoughts on Bill Belichick and where he is in New England and where he could likely land. Let's let him say for himself, and then we'll pick this opinion apart. You know, the two teams you hear most connected to to, to, to Bill have been, at least, you know, from my perspective, been Washington and Dallas. And um, both in the NFC East, both historic franchises, both with owners that badly want to win, um, you know, obviously in different spots in their ownership. Um, but it should be interesting going forward. And um, look, I mean, if you want to look at, if you want to go way back in history, and I know I'm being long-winded here, but this is a complex topic. Uh, mm. You know, like the last two times the Patriots changed coaches, um, there was a trade involved. You know, they they went from you know dealing Bill Parcells to the Jets, then they hired Pete Carroll, and then when they brought Belichick in, there was a trade with the Jets that happened there too. And in both cases, both Parcells and Belichick had things lined up before the season ended. So it wouldn't surprise me if there's some back-channel communication that happens you know, towards the end of the year. This is what happens when you're not in the news and as far as and you're just supposed to be a breaking news, guys. When Adam Schefter keeps breaking everything, you got to throw something against the wall. The people that are paying you are like, hey, man, give us something. All right, I'll say Bill Belichick may be the Cowboys' next head coach and I'll be all over headlines and all over r in the morning. Like, I... I it makes zero sense to me. Again, I wouldn't ask Albert Breer to give me his sources because that's you just don't do that as a journalist. But I would have followed up with, 
How in the hell do you think that's supposed to work if what your sources are telling you is true? And the only way that works is if Bill Belichick throws his hands up and say, I just want to coach. I'm tired of shopping for groceries. I'm tired. I did I did it for over a decade. I've done it for almost 20 years. I don't want to do that anymore. I just want to have coaching. I just want to be a coach. I'll let Steven and Jerry do all the shopping, and I just can't see that. The commanders, it makes total sense. They have an up-and-coming quarterback. They have a good defense. They have some weapons on offense. They got a new ownership group. It makes fully it makes full sense for him to be a commander's head coach. <laughs> Cowboys, based on what? You know, McCarthy can't buy a break. Man, you, you Dude, you, you, you finally turn the corner, the offense is falling, and here comes Albert Breer coming down the street. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, y'all hear about Bill Belichick heading to the Cowboys? Like, what? Excuse me? And this is not, I mean, this is Breer for Monday Morning Quarterback, a well-esteemed journalist. Yeah. And here's the problem with this. You know, I can always judge NBA pundits by when, when we get closer and closer to draft time, when they're going through their mock drafts and they get to San Antonio, and their first instinct is find the best Euro guy available. And the, that's who the Spurs are going to draft. That's what they've that done was, forever. That, there was a time that was and the they truth. were right. They were right Sometimes. for ten years. Sometimes. But over the last ten years, the really the only Euro we chased was seven five in the next coming. But other right. than that, it's been American born basketball players with a couple of drafted stashes there in the second. But for the most part, it has not been Euro. So when I see a draft thing and the, and the immediate fallback is oh Spurs, they're going to draft the guy with a uh, that his name will end in a vowel. That's I just know that Summon it. it was something that'll end up with a C or an I. That's how it just seems how we draft. When I see that, I discount it immediately. Albert Breer doesn't take into into consideration. It's not so much about Jerry hiring Bill. Why the hell of all the opportunities that Bill would have, it's, even those that are close and nearly there, would you want to go work in an environment that is totally opposite from where you've been in New England? He had complete control. That's an airtight ship. Nobody questioning and him. Nobody questioned him. He did what he wanted. He didn't have an owner saying things on Tuesday morning on a radio station. You think that Belichick <laughs> wants to deal with that? No. Could you imagine? No. Where he would really have a heart attack. Him and the staff are in there. They're about to break down a game film, and Jerry comes in there with his notepad. Yeah, how y'all doing? Let's let's, let's talk well, about we, this. <laughs> Bill would look around, like, "Hey, Jerry, how you doing? You need what you need? Jerry? Somebody call security. Yeah, yeah, well, what do you need, Jerry? Um, I, I'll get with you in, in about an hour, so after I'm done. Oh no, I'm here to break down the film with you. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. So, yeah. I'm sorry, Albert Breer. I know you're 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 very credible. But no, sir. I, I don't know who told you this. I don't know if your your entity that you work for told you you need something groundbreaking because Adam Schefter continues to kick your ass up and down the street. But there is no smoke here, Commanders. All right. But to throw the but see, I think he went to his entity and said, "Hey, man, Commanders looking Bill Belichick," and his people said, "Yeah, cool. That's that's not. We're not leading. <laughs> we're not putting you on the front page of the website with that." <laughs> But, you know, now, it's a novel he, thought. Is he also in the Cowboys hunt? No. Well, what's well, the can, point of the article? Yeah. <laughs> if we're not mentioning the Cowboys, why are we doing this? And I hate to do Breer like that. But I just, like, based on what? Based on what, Rob? Like, so the, basically what he's saying is what his sources are telling him, that Mike McCarthy would have to fall flat yeah. on his face, losing the wild card round, 
And then, of course, I think it's, I wouldn't just put Bill Belichick in that hunt. There's probably five guys in that hunt. It just doesn't. That just doesn't compute. But thank you, Albert Breer, thank for playing you, Albert. here in the, the midseason. We'll hear from you later in the year with another hot and ridiculous take. But is is, is that's one more take before we go to break here. We want to talk uh, about the Astros. And there, there's a uh, there's first baseman available, I've been told. Uh, that might want to come to the Metroplex. If you listen to r in the morning, I told y'all. Yeah, I told y'all in the World Series started. Nobody wants to listen to me. Everybody always thinks I'm wrong. Ranger check, fan, you want to spend some money? Go get yourself a first baseman. Maybe get a pitcher out of here in a couple years. We're going to talk about that in a couple minutes. But uh, Rob Gronkowski has made the transition to uh, TV post. He sits at the desk and offers his opinions and reads highlights with the best of them now. He was what on you, Up and Adam. What do you think about his... Uh, Thoughts on Buffalo and Stefan Diggs in general. Let's listen to Gronk talk about Diggs. Oh, yeah, have oh, have have Okay. First of all, what do you think about Gronk as I, he's a beefcake, first of all. He, he's a beefcake that annoys me. And, okay. And most of the time I ignore Gronk. But this time it was to me it was work content worthy because he actually took a stand on something. Stefan Diggs it, has had a terrible season. Yeah, he was uh Gronk was on with Up and Adams, is like a name. Kate. Kate, yeah, yeah she's Kate. good. She gets a lot of good guests. Most women do in this industry. Go figure. Well, you ask them to sit down with you as a man. Uh, who are you? You've seen their see, set up at the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'd go see, on, too. Let me see your numbers. No, I, that's not cool. Um, quote, it doesn't make sense. You're paid. You're the number one wide receiver. What's the worry, Gronk said about Stephon Diggs. Josh Allen looks to go to you every single time that he possibly can. You got your stats. It's not like you'll be better with another team. I don't know what the problem is. Just suck it up. Why cause these problems? Ooh. Ooh. Now, Trayvon started this. Trayvon went on Twitter during the game and said, hey, 14, got to get up out of there. And then Trayvon doubled down and said, let's not forget, he didn't get good until my bro got there. Now, our guy Ryan sent us some numbers. With Stefan Diggs? His numbers are really good. Yes, he has a, a great benefit. Him, Josh Allen's numbers aren't that good. Trayvon was on to something, but I do think Gronk is on to something. One, you're under contract, and it's hard to move that deal. Two, I don't know what you expect to come from this, causing the firestorm when y'all are down and out. Like, it's nothing worse than the guy that wants to bail when things get a little rocky, things get a little hairy. Stephon Diggs is starting to act a little bit like James Harden. Uh, what do you, uh, How are you on... Allen, just in general, it, at I Buffalo. Think, I, I think I think Josh Allen is a good quarterback. I just feel like I just wish he got as much criticism as some other quarterbacks did when they suck. Well, it seems like he's getting a lot right now. now. Maybe it, more than well, he deserves. But look, look at all it took to right. get here. So it's like, like it, a, took, it took a cat. It, it took yeah. It took all of this for him to finally get a little bit of what Dak gets. If he if he doesn't, you know, even when Dak doesn't turn it over, he gets blamed. Josh Allen has to have seventeen turnovers. In 11 games to get any heat. But, but I think he can play. Yeah. I'm I, not going to sit here and tell you Josh Allen sucks as a quarterback. I'd take him today, and so would most Cowboy fans. There are 17 teams. Yeah. You know, many of them can say what he wants to. Like, why didn't he get the deck? Hey, but if Buffalo called Jerry and said, hey, I'll give you Josh Allen for Dak Prescott, you're taking him. Uh, probably, yeah. You're taking him, this right? Is, this is, it's more arm ability. Even Edwin. Edwin says he'd take him, too. Uh, we can fix him. <laughs> We can treat him like any other yeah. bad boy. You know, all he needs is our love. He, he won't do anything wrong. He'll hold on to the ball if we're coaching him. Hey, let's come back and talk some uh, Texas Rangers baseball as they continue their victory lap. 
they might actually be bringing in a uh, a really good first baseman, a heck of a batter, and maybe a potential uh, every no third, fourth day starter. Not next year, but the year, the years to come. Yeah, it could happen. I, I love the idea that first of all, uh, Otani is using Texas as a giant uh, crowbar. Uh, the Rangers you know as a massive, wow. freaking long crowbar yeah. to get paid. Right. That's what this is. Okay, he's going to go to Boston. He's going to Boston. Hell no. He's going to Boston. Hell no. He's going to Boston. He won't go. He's going to Boston. No, he's not. He's going to go to Boston. He's going to go to Boston. No. No. Why not? Let me. This is too perfect. Because Boston will hire private investigators to follow you around. Oh, oh, (laughs) oh. Listen, we're watching the Yankees in this self-inflicted, overpaid collapse, and the, the Sox have been sitting quietly on the side. He's going to Boston. He's going to be a Ranger. Now, he's going to be as a Ranger, a Ranger fan, Speaking and you Shohei are. Otani. As a Ranger fan, right and you now, are. Right now, I'm a Rangers fan. That are they? Would they be better off? Not better. They will be better. Or would they be better off with him? Better off. Were the Angels better off with him? No, because because their other star is always hurt. And they don't have Bruce Bochy. See, I'm just not sure he, any team's better off with him. I think they're better with him. But are you better off when you've got a super superstar who you cannot rely on being around? You don't see weeks the thing now. about it is because the Rangers are so good, he don't got to be that. Are are they that good? Yes, they're the real deal, and they got Bruce Bochy. And that, well, therein lies the rub. Do you think it was the Bochy approach yes, to this Bo- that did it? Bochy ball is real because that West Coast San Francisco idea I think lingers Bro, over Bo- there far more Bo- than here. Bochy ball is real. Bochy ball is real. And again, he hasn't made a dollar because California's taking it all. He wants to keep some of his paycheck. Come on to Texas. Again, I called this in the World Series. I don't have Do the you? energy to go look it up, but I did. As I swear, if y'all got the energy, check my Twitter I feed can't. around the World Series time. I called it. I said, if you think the Rangers are good now, wait till they land Shohei Otani. And everybody on Twitter laughed at me. Okay. Laugh now, cry later. As an Astro fan. We going back to back. As an Astro fan and as an Aggie fan who's getting ready to have to deal with Texas on a regular basis. Astro fan, just think about you having to deal with Shohei and the Rangers on a regular basis. 19 times a year. 19 times a year. And then not only that, now when you talk about the Rangers being in the World Series, it changes hugely. Now we're not talking about, is it the worst ratings ever? Because you add a whole country. <laughs> An old hemisphere. <laughs> yeah, you <add> a whole- <laughs> Seriously. Exactly, man. Let's go, Shohei. You know what? It's not as bad a thing as, you, as I thought it would be initially. But I still I don't know why you would even throw the Red Sox name out there unless they're throwing well, so much yes, money at you, that's you what can't turn around. That's what it is. That's we, exactly what now the other team is. He goes down the street and puts on the white which and blue. I always thought that was the, a you foregone that was conclusion. The and that's why I think the Rangers, especially here, are leverage. But when I saw Boston's come out of nowhere, that's the kind of thing when you see that, the ridiculous money is being right. thrown. I mean, why aren't the Yankees on this list? Because they, they got too much. How much did they pay, big boy, last year? Oh, uh, Judge. And then you had Cashman. Yeah, Brian Cashman say, you know, Carlos Stanton, he's, he's, he's always hurt. It's just so, that's who he is. I was like, ooh. And they're still paying Stanton. I don't know if I like that, even though it's true. That's why Boston. He's, he's, is he the Tyron Smith of the Yankees? Who, Carl, Stan? Carlos Stan? <laughs> he would like to be. <laughs> Has he been anything? Not since Tampa, right? He hasn't done anything. 
or Miami? Miami, not since Florida. He hasn't done anything. When he's when he's not hurt, he's good. Which was Miami, I guess. But I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. At least I, Tyron's a Hall of Famer. You know what? Let's pray to the baseball gods. Free Shohei. Free Shohei. We've been trying to free him. We we started that when Pledge but was still But I didn't think we were freeing here. him to the tax haven that is the Rangers. That low state tax Astros. will bring us in an Asian How about the superstar? Astros becoming second fiddle in this state with seven straight ALCSs? Your second fiddle if Shohei lands in Arlington, baby. It could Suck happen. Suck it, Astros. Hey, coming back, we're looking at our bracket. Go to SASportsStar.net right now. It's gridiron glory time. That's next. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the oh, oh, I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. This is R&R in the morning, hour number four. Wait, glad you're here. I should say, howdy. Whoop. There you go. That is well done. You see, I I, I, I should have. Now that we're doing this, we're doing this. It's going to be howdy and whoop instead of good morning, good morning. We're going howdy and whoop. And for those that don't know, if you're not an Aggie and you don't understand how we do things, we we greet each other with a howdy, mm-hmm. and we celebrate by saying whoop. whoop. You have to assume the position got, for a proper whoa. whoa. There is a you got to hump it to whoop. Whoa! I'm just, assume the position. You got to hump it. Yeah, well, I'm just I didn't this, make is it this, up. Is this, is this the blitz? Well, we know what we're doing. <laughs> what you know, we're, we know what we're doing. You assume the position, then well, you hump it, and then before you know it, you're whooping. <laughs> well, howdy. Howdy, Edwin. Howdy, Rob. Howdy, San Antonio and the surrounding areas and a big, fat whoop that was to all. Unexpectedly well done. <laughs> Aggie fan, I'm talking to you. UTSA fan, we're talking to you. Football fan, we're talking to you. The uh, coaching carousel begins in earnest right now as the Aggies were the first, though many are coming. Uh, Dana Hogerson got let go, right? Isn't he done at Houston? I think he's Ooh, about to let be. me look that up. There's, I didn't a, there, know that. There, there's a few that are coming and going Damn, here. What did but, Dana do? <laughs> I thought he was all right. Go ahead. I hope, um, I hope that's not true. The, the, it's beginning, and the a is part of it. And certainly the story behind is going to continue, the buyout and all of that. It, it's over and done with. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, now the sure. search begins in honest. Do me a favor. If you are near a device, whether it be a laptop, a phone, or anything Please. else, go to essaysportstar.com because we have gone to great lengths to really look very closely at this Aggie coaching search because we all have our ideas of what a good coach would be and what needs to be at AM. Whether you're a Texas fan, Aggie fan, it doesn't matter. You just all have an idea what would take AM up or down. So what we've done is we've taken and looked across the length and breadth of the country and looked at coaches from a variety of places. There are those that are unemployed right now by their own decision. Or I like un- that. See, did you hear I the like whoop? It. I like uh, it. Like Bob Stoops. He's the name out there. We, you know, the SEC was always that place where Bob made fun of, said it was better football, but I think he was just jealous. Then you got assistants like Glenn Schumann there at Georgia. The next Kirby Smart, right? Who has proven to be one thing more than anything else, and you brought it up: a recruiter of defensive. 
talent. This guy has brought in as much defensive talent as Saban has, and we'll even throw Jimbo in on his defensive uh, recruiting because he's led the nation at least one time. Schumann brings something. Bob Stoops is kind of an outlier. But it, this is, go ahead. Well, no, I'm saying I'm, I'm the reason I bring up these two names is if you go to SASportsStar.com over the next period of days as the Aggies continue the search, we're going to discuss the merits of the two. Yeah, but we got it all set up for you. All yeah. you got to do is go to SASportsStar.com, log in and vote, just like you do with the premium picks. Right. Go vote and so you we can, can figure this out. And you can pick all the way through. If you have yeah. a choice, you can go ahead and make your picks all the way through. We're just going to go daily. I'm gonna, uh, we're going to start this process. Everybody knows where I'm at. Everybody knows that I want Jeff Trailer. I covet Coach Trailer. I covet what he brings. So my bracket, I know how it's going to end. But maybe, maybe we can find something in the discussion. So, Bob Stoops. On his face, you go, that, that guy. It, 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 well, it, the only he, reason why I'm even considering him, Rob, is because he's still in the game. He did just win a Super Bowl in the XFL. Mm-hmm. Was it the XFL? So he's still in and around the game. Like, if he had just been sitting on his couch this whole time, I wouldn't even, you know, I would like Bob Stoops. That's just the name. But keep in mind, while he only won one title at OU, he always had them winning Big 12s. He's definitely a leader of men, and he ain't afraid of the challenge that is the SEC. Matter of fact, he embraces it. And with the resources and some of the recruits that they already have down there, I, 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 I can dig it. I can dig it. I'm, and if I mean it's, it is, even though he's been out the game for a while, the college game, Rob, it is a splash. If that's what they're still looking for now, Shereen Williams, mother football, said they shouldn't do the splash. But anyway, you get what you're paying for, and some you get what you're chasing. And a splash guy was going to do some splash things. I will say the, the 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 benefit to Stoops in this conversation between Glenn Schumann. I Schumann is not the guy. I am not uh, the assistant at Georgia, is not the guy for the program right now. Maybe later, Uh maybe another program. But to go from where he is now directly to A&M, I just don't feel like it's time because of the things that have to get done in College Station. And it's going to take somebody who, at the very least, has sat in a chair alone on one side of the desk and not on the other side. So Schumann and our bracket is going up against Trailer, right? No, it's it's Schumann and Stoops. Right now, these are the two. Oh, I, also, the one, I guess I'm looking at a totally different one. The one I'm looking at has Trailer versus Schumann. I need to. Re, I need to. Re, I need to. Maybe I, I need to refresh. Maybe Things I need to refresh. Happening here. I need to refresh. Go ahead. But I've got B- Bob Stoops and okay. Schumann going head to head on my bracket. Oh, you it is. You're right. Okay, I had to refresh. Now, before we go any further, I think we need to check I'll off what Stoops. we believe are the necessary attributes to be a head coach, not just at A and M, but at an SEC school. Right. What 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 are you looking for? Uh, workaholic. Is there a particular uh, workaholic? Um, and and a, a great recruiter of Texas, Florida, Alabama, and Georgia. Have to have some ties in those four states. Cali, I'm not going to throw them in there because I think USC's back. I think you know Oregon's really good right now. So Cali, I wouldn't worry about. But Texas. Alabama, Georgia, and Florida, you're going to have to be a great recruiter in those states, and you're going to have to steal four and five stars from there. You know, some people, the, the folks up in Louisiana tell you you need them, them too. Louisiana has a lot of guys that's in the pros. But you're going to have to be a great recruiter of the South. So that I throw that in there. And um, some skins on the wall. 
And when I say skins on the wall, I mean, you know, have won some tough games, been around the world, and I, 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 all of that good stuff. That's two Stansfields references. Yeah, I, love, one day I like that song. That's a good one. The See, my perspective's different, Rudy. That's why I like yours. What's your perspective? Because you look at A&M like, uh, you know, when we had Andrew Monaco on yesterday, and he talked about some of the things that Jimbo has done that were very good for the university. And one of them was, you know, obviously the recruiting. And to have a nationally ranked recruiting class like he has, you have to recruit nationally. And the players that Jimbo's brought in from the number one defensive player coming out of Tennessee and uh, a lineman coming out of New Jersey and wide receivers coming out of Florida and Mississippi, he has turned it into a national program. But I'm going to go a different track on this, Rudy. Uh, for me, I want a coach that doesn't need a map to mm-hmm. get to Tom Ball. I want a coach, yeah. uh, a, a a college coach that will land at College Station, and he doesn't need any directions to get to Gregory Portland. He knows exactly where Dallas Carter is. He can go with his eyes closed to South Lake Carroll. He knows exactly the roots in the Fourth Ward. I need a guy. I'm not looking nationally. Yeah, I don't I give a damn about own Texas. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a damn about the kid, the left tackle from New Jersey. I'm sorry. I I can find me a left tackle in Texas. Like I don't need to go all the way to Wisconsin. Well, they got some good ones up there. They do, but I don't need to go all the way up there. So I get what Monica was saying yesterday. Like, hey, he's turned into a national program. Well, I need about five, six states. That's it. I need about five, six states, and they're all reside in the south. I don't need anything from the north, and I damn sure don't need anything from the northeast. I would draw a circle that the edge of which is in Dallas, that circles down, you know, you can put it to Austin or weather, passes Houston, goes to Baton Rouge, comes back around in East Texas, and say, this is Aggieland. And no one <laughs> you escapes. had your arms up like welcome, welcome. <laughs> Seriously, Aggie Land. If you what? recruit Houston, East Texas, Western Louisiana, and a little bit of Dallas, consistently pulling out five of the best ten, ten of the best twelve, you will win a national championship. Now I will throw my fishing rod in Georgia just to keep them from Kirby. Oh, no, I'm oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just saying because. If we just give Kirby Georgia and nobody tries, oh, yeah, then he's yeah because Georgia has become a hotbed as well. They're probably I don't know third in the third in the country, fourth in the country, wherever you want to put them. But I got to throw my rod over there just to keep some of them from Kirby. But yeah, Rob, five six states. That's I don't it. give a damn about Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan. Y'all, y'all can have them Big Ten slow pokes. Y'all can have them and be good enough to where they come to you. That too. Be good enough. Georgia doesn't have to go deep into Wisconsin. There's a player who wants to play at Georgia. They'll send a tape. They'll, you know, we'll find you. But for me, that is one of the first and foremost issues. And that's why in this particular one, and I am not a Bob Stoops fan. I've never seen a guy coaching more, uh, lose more big games in weird ways than Bob Stoops. And not only that, you know, Stoops became a legend recruiting Texas. Yes, he knows. All of his success came about on, on on the hills. Of Texas football players. He knows how to get to Longview. He doesn't need a Yeah, exactly. And that's the kind of coach I'm looking for on on this iteration. At sasportstar.com, as I make my first prediction 
Or at I'll least pick, my first I picked pick. Stoops. I already po- I already cast my vote at SASportsStar.com. Who are you picking? Now, I'm taking Stoops off the bat. I think uh, I, I, he, he checks every box, though he is not my favorite of those out there. There are 14 other names on right. this list, seven other coaching matchups. Now, listeners, we're going to go day by day, and we're going to go matchup by matchup. And as coaches eliminate themselves, like I do believe we d- we have DeBoers, the head coach of Washington, on the roster, on our rundown, uh, Kylan, he has all but eliminated himself. There's still a 1% chance he's yeah. on the list. But names are going to dribble off consistently. Other names on this list as we look forward. Monday, we're going to be looking at maybe the cheeriest guy to go get, the one that's at the top of the Sunday, Urban Meyer. You want to talk about pelts on the wall? You want, it to, you want a national title, go get Urban. And then... I mean, it's that simple. There's another guy who doesn't need a map, who even knows where to live in College Station. Cliff Kingsbury got some Aggie connections. Uh, Kingsbury can't coach, mind. man. He can't coach. He And not only that, he'll be stealing the players' girlfriends. Well, there is I ain't got no time for Kingsbury, man. He's a pretty boy. He's cute, and he got a, in a nice house, and him and Minix are cool. Other than that, what does he bring to the table? Last 60 points saw, a game? Last time I saw Urban, he was doing some Cliff Kingsbury things. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. But at least he got three natties. <laughs> <Is that? laughs> he got three natties while he's taking your girl. So, as, you we, know what I'm as we try to protect the women and, and uh, improve the football team, <laughs> we're going to so look on so Monday uh, to make our decision, Urban Meyer and Cliff Kingsbury. And I, I'll be honest, there's a lot of Aggies out there see Urban Meyer and are willing to sell their soul to the very devil to I go see, get themselves yeah. a ring. I'll sell my soul for the Urban Meyer. So I tell you, I thought he was always I always had him pegged for the Longhorn gig. Other names that uh, have been curated: Dan Campbell, Brent Venables, Dabo Sweeney, who did not dissuade anybody yesterday with his comments. Why didn't Will Fritz make our list? I just don't think the Aggies are going to look west. Okay, I just don't think that that's a. I, I could be very wrong here, but if you're not going to hire from in the family, at least hire from within the. Uh, the region. He's at right now. He's at Tulane. Yeah, because I mean that the thing about it is he's right there with Trailer. He is, the, and he has Absolutely. a team ranked in top twenty-five. Now Trailer's gonna beat him next week. I'm not sorry, but yeah, I, and I think but he ain't got them Texas ties like 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 Jeff. I I, I when we put in the lateral move type coaches uh, like like Trailer, like Mike Elko, who's got some in stuff. Lane Kiffin's on the list, and maybe just sort of been over Kiffin, but Kiffin has been mentioned. Uh well, yeah, we'll go to SASportsStar.com and help us. Go through your list. If you want to f- complete your bracket, go ahead and do it. We're going to go game by game. This is, and it is interesting to play through as you try to play athletic director, the gridiron glory as we search for the Aggie head coaching challenge. Go to SASportsStar.com. I promise you we'll have a prize for somebody at the end of this thing. Somebody going to win something. something. Somebody deserves to win something. Something, uh, something. And I think it's us. A little something, something. I think you and I deserve to win something, something. I agree. Hey, we've got a lot more to do in this last hour. If you missed anything, go to SASportsStar.com. The audio vault is always there to rescue you when you got here late. Uh, coming back, when we look at the uh, the NBA, well, we're going to get the NBA at 930. Yeah. How you feeling about Bill Belichick? I think he's still a good coach when he has good players, like every coach. Could he get along with Jerry and Steven? Do you think those two would be a winning combination? It will be some weird meetings. I feel weird talking about this today. 
Because Mike Blame McCarthy Albert does Breer. not deserve the conversation we're about to have. Mike McCarthy right now is coaching the uh, uh, an obvious MVP candidate, the Offensive Player of the Week in C.D. Lamb, and five other pro football-focused dudes that are in the top five of their positions, and you'll be surprised at a couple of those. But yet, we talk about replacing McCarthy. Uh, Albert Breer has an interesting story that we're going to look at that includes Belichick, the Cowboys, and the Commanders. Hold on tight. More to come. This is R&R on 941 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Joe Reinagle here. Coming up on The Blitz, we are live out at the Roo Pub, 281 in Redland Road, getting you ready for a big Thursday night football game. Plus, we're going to talk some Dallas Cowboys with Stephen Jones. He'll join us at 430. And John McClain, well, he talks C.J. Stroud and MVP, believe it or not. He's coming up at 515. Rudy, Rob, what exactly is a conversation about MVP? It is a discussion prior to the vote that would name him MVP, Joe. Mm-hmm. You're on the losing side of this, at least as we sit today. That's uh, Joe Reinagle from the Blitz. So if you want to see him in person, and it's an interesting sight, trust me. He and Jason will be live out at the Blitz, uh, out at the Rupub tonight as we got uh, Bezos football for you. Uh, the Ravens and the Bengals will be participating in a football game that will be going on in the background there at the Rupub. Uh They're coming with prizes. There will be... Um, Yingling flight poured. We want to thank them for coming out tonight. And uh, the food will be good. We love the Rupub. Go go watch some football and hang out with the boys tonight. You going? No. I'm not either. I would like to. I would like to. But I'm going to stalk and dispatch a wild animal over the next three days. There's a lot of people will be in South Texas. I love Rupert. Love Chip. Love the wings. Can't make it today. Got some stuff to do with the kiddo. And a wedge salad. If you haven't had their wedge salad. I haven't had the wedge it is salad. A, it is a wedge salad of note. The onion rings are fire, too. Uh, we're going to talk some. Uh, what? Some other football. But I want to get into the. Uh, oh, we got breaking news, though. Uh, we do. Let's, uh, let's, let's play this three-note sting for you gamers. Come on, Edwin. Come, Come on. Work. Go ahead, Rob. Oh, the MLB owners have voted. To make the NBA the last league to get up in the strip. That's right. The MLB owners have voted to allow the Oakland A's to move to Las Vegas. So that only leaves the NBA. Now, if you're Oakland, you lost the Raiders, lost the A's. What happens to that city? Golden State's down there in some rich town. What's left in Oakland? But, you know, you got hockey in Vegas. WNBA is in Vegas. The NFL is in Vegas. Now Major League Baseball is in Vegas. And as soon as LeBron retires, links up with the Saudis that he went to visit during this past offseason, the NBA will move to Las Vegas, and LeBron will be minority owner and face of said Vegas basketball team. But I'm just shocked that the NBA was last. I would thought the NBA would have been first. Well, they're being a Okay, I'm surprised by that. Yeah. Um, they're being allowed to move, but they don't have a stadium. So I know they're going to be in Oakland next year. They're not going to let them. That was the, you don't no. think the Raiders are going to let them put it in the room? Well, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm trying to not. figure out. That, no, they're no. going to build a stadium. But that's not even it. going to be ready until 28. we got four more years before they have a home field to play. It takes four years to build a stadium? Well, that's what they're telling me. I mean, their stadium will be reportedly be ready in 2028. I'm not even sure they broke it Can ground they play yet. at UNLV? Well, that's what I'm saying. If they're <laughs> Are they going to stay in Oakland? While they wait? While they wait? If they do, if I was an A's fan, I would never go. 
No, there's no one goes now. You think no one's? You think people are gonna go? Less? You know what? I'm acting like that's something new. Like I would, I would, I would, you know, suck them dry. Whoa, pause. Um, bleed them dry <laughs> until they left. But they can't stay in Oakland now, can they? You, I think you don't have a choice. Where are you gonna go? We put, we put a we put is a there team a, in the is there a double A team or something. No, because this is still in Major League Baseball. They have to stay in Oakland, Rob. I'm I sure mean, that they do. And you're right, Rob. You hit it on the head. It can't get any worse. Only three people go to the games now to the point where there was a couple that got caught in the act because they were like, oh, well, no one's here. Let's just let's do a bucket list. And they forgot there's cameras. It's an MLB game. And there was, you know, and they, they got caught in the act. So Las Vegas Aviators, who is this, Edwin? They're they got AAA? a AAA team, yeah. You can't put an MLB game no. at a AAA well, stadium, I, or can you? We, NFL, the Chargers played in that soccer stadium oh, for a yeah, year. They did. And that's about the same. Well, as, you know what? Maybe you put them where the Las Vegas Aviators play to hurry along the construction. Yeah, because it, it's weird if you stay in Oakland. Like, yeah. You're you can't asking. stay here. You're asked to leave. We want you gone. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna commit one penny to the maintenance, the upkeep, no, to that stadium at all. Damn, what happens to Oakland? Like, serious question. It was I, already a dump, right? And I hate to be that way. Oh, it's done. It's done. I'm looking at the pictures of the Las Vegas. Oh, ballpark. that's what it's gonna look like. No, that's the Aviator Stadium right now. Oh, that's pretty nice. It's not bad, but we're talking about a seat. Well, you know what? Well, 8,000 would be no, an upgrade. Yeah, nobody goes. It would in fact be an upgrade if they Yeah, went. they got to play there. They're going to play there. It only makes sense. I mean, if the Chargers can play at the at the MLS Stadium, the A's who won, what, 12 games, they could play at a AAA Stadium. But yeah, NBA, get your crap together. Even if it has to be expansion and you got to give Seattle a team back, and then Vegas, like, what is the NBA waiting for? How are y'all last? Y'all are Vegas. I would give them to a city a year. Give who to a city I, a year? I would try to, like, Montreal, don't they have a stadium floating around out there? Can they use them for a year? Let them, let them bounce around for a couple years before they land in Vegas. I, a residency. Mm. I feel, I know. We don't have saying. a baseball stadium. We could take them for a while, could we? We're, well, Manu and Dave and Nolan Ryan supposed to be building us one, but that's going to take a while. Would you accept the baseball team knowing they were fully, they were going to leave? Like, would yeah, you say, come absolutely. and play for your while? I'll take the economy spike for a year or two. You know, I, I still think the karma, the negative karma that San Antonio and South Texas garnered, it, we're still paying that price. So I'm not sure I would ever want to touch another man's franchise. And I say that with a True. smile on my face. True. When we come back, more cowboy talk. Uh, McCarthy uh, spoke, Jerry spoke, and he was Stephen will speak today on the Blitz, and we'll look at where the Cowboys are headed in preparation uh, for a fine football game. The NBA is cooking. The tournament is moving, and Draymond will be watching. We're talking NBA next. It's R&R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports It's R&R here on The Star. Rudy and Rob with you. Yes, it is. Hey, make sure you're stopping by on your regular at sasportstar.com. Use the audio vault brought to you by AA Best Bell Bonds. Vote. Go vote for the Aggies next coach. Who you got? It's the Gridiron Challenge. Gridiron. You know, Draymond's going to have some time to vote. Uh, he was suspended for five games for a little bit of a chokehold and a long career of kicking in the nuts and causing trouble. 
You know, it, you know your credit report is bad when you can't even come to the defense of your teammate. Like, keep in mind if you if they haven't seen the video and you listen to Sports Talk Radio, you're really not a sports fan if you haven't seen the video by now. There's a video, Golden State, Minnesota, little kerfuffle, but Clay Thompson gets into it with uh, what's the guy's name? The first one was oh, the, the other T Wolf, Jaden McDaniels. Gobert comes to McDaniels' defense, grabs Clay Thompson. When he grabs Clay Thompson, Rudy Gobert, Draymond does what most teammates are supposed to do, runs and grabs Gobert by the neck in defense of his teammate. Now, did he have to drag him 25 feet? No. But he was coming to the defense of Clay Thompson because, again, keep in mind, everybody else only got a $25,000 fine. Draymond, because of his rap sheet, and been, now that he's been fined a total of $2.3 million, the league suspended him five games. Now, I heard Jay Will on TV yesterday thinking that it should have been 10. I thought that would have been a tad bit excessive. Well, there's there's a lot of things in in play here, and one of them you just said it. It's, it's his credit report, the the history. Whether this action was warranted or unwarranted, the, the history is such that if there's a problem, Draymond's right in the middle of it normally. Right. And then we're also on the heels of the largest suspension that I can recall, other than getting thrown out of the league, when you're dealing with um, – Jaw. So uh, the commissioner's not afraid to suspend you right now. No, he's not. But on the other side of this, as an old man sitting on my porch telling most people to get off my lawn. Here we go. Why are we upset with a couple of players who generally just don't like each other? I I thought that's what we wanted. Now, do we want them to? Now, keep in mind, Rob, this is a play on in the 80s. I saw Kareem like literally punch. There used to be punches thrown. And you played on there. Everybody got yeah. attacked. Mop the floor. Yeah. Take some free like, throws. All and let's these get guys going. got ejected. Like again, I mean, in hockey, before like they drop a puck. Sometimes like, hey, from November, I'm mad at you still from November. So as soon as we drop the puck, we're gonna strap it on. And everybody got their arms crossed, waiting. Here it comes. Yeah. And, and you know, a hockey guy Jason Minix will defend that because you got to get your aggression out because these guys are skating around with knives on their feet and sticks in their hands. <laughs> So let them go throw some punches, and so they don't, so they don't use. kill each other. So, right. and I get that. And in basketball, you know, there are some things you got to kind of plant your feet and and be who you're going to be. That's what '90s basketball was. You weren't supposed to like each other. Right. If you got caught sharing jerseys and you know taking pictures post game late in the season, you were you were going to catch it from your team captain and your coach. Probably a fine involved. Now, if you don't, you're a bad guy. Yeah, you're a bad guy. Again, I, I don't I don't have a problem with Draymond getting suspended. But again, I would say the T Wolves, um Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns, never, ever, ever go to a bar <laughs> with them. You go to a bar well, if you do go to a bar with them, don't start anything because they ain't coming to help mm-hmm. you. They're gonna stand and watch you get your ass kicked. Because that's yep. exactly what they did the other night. But I'm not mad at Draymond getting suspended. That's what happened when you have a credit report like that. I will say Chris Paul wasn't eager to jump into that little tussle either. He kind of stood around on the edge. Yeah. But, you know, that's a vet move. Now, he's been ejected. Now, Gobert said something that was funny, Rob. He said, you know, when Draymond normally gets ejected it's because Steph isn't playing. And I just was like, oh, that first of all, it was funny. But, no, there's actual factual facts that Draymond normally gets ejected when Steph Curry ain't playing. He has no interest in playing when Steph isn't playing. That is such a random. It's a random telling stat, stat, right? It's random and it's telling all at the same. But time. it's smart. Like, look, I'm not going to get exposed. I'm only good when Steph's on the court. No, or it's, it's another v- modern version of load management. Steph ain't playing. We ain't winning. What am I doing here? 
Yeah, he has been ejected frequently when Steph isn't playing. Uh, every time, yeah, how many times has it been? I'm missing this. He's got to be suspended at least once a year. Green has received 18 ejections since he entered the NBA back in 2012. 18. That is insane. So almost two times a year he's been suspended. Yeah, that's 18. He's Yeah, man, that's a lot. That's a lot, but he's 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 giving back two point three million dollars. Last night, if you weren't paying attention, we did have an East Coast matchup that was of note. The greatly improved uh, Philadelphia 76ers minus James Harden took on the Celtics. Uh, Celtics look good, man. That's a team that I don't know who's uh, supposed to beat them. I, I'm not sure how you can. Right I don't now. know how you're supposed to beat them. Now they're not very deep, Rob, but Lord, uh, I, I don't. I, again. They were they were pretty close the past couple of seasons. They just went to the finals the year that Golden State won it. I will rely on the uh, omnipresent and imminent collapse of the the great Kristaps. The unicorn will cause. <laughs> well, the they problem. still got Drew and they still got Brown and Tatum. No, they're scary. They're good. That's they're a really very, good, that's a dude. really really good basketball team. And there's a lot. There's several really good basketball teams out there that we're. It's still so early. We don't want to acknowledge how good they're looking. Hey, if you're not paying attention, something's cooking in Orlando right now. Uh, the I don't know whether I want to start this now as a Spur fan, but it's coming. What the Bulls appear. Uh, yet again, to be shopping Zach. They did. There was reports that they came to a mutual agreement that he can seek a trade and they can seek a trade. So while we've gone through, how many how many years in a row have we gone through this? The team hates him. They I do. don't know what it is. His teammates don't like him. They think he's selfish, blah, 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 woo, woo, woo. In a te- on a team that is desperate for senior leadership mm-hmm. and some offense, some guy – Desperate for when I say desperate for offense for the Spurs, I'm talking for for a, a guy that just give me the ball. I'm gonna go get a bucket right now. Zach Levine is that guy. Give me the ball. I'm gonna get you a couple buckets right now. I don't care what you're doing. I'm gonna go get it. That's his life. Does he stunt growth? Look, I, I look. I know where you coming from, Rob, because I'm there with you. Like I, I'm coming from a place where, like, look, I'm tired of losing by forty. Mm-hmm. Let's go get some help. But at the same time, at what cost? Well, it'd be a, at least a couple of those first rounders stacked away there in twenty five and twenty six and twenty eight. No, no, I'm talking about when I say cost, I mean stunting Wendy's yeah. growth and Bissell's growth and Keldon's growth and Jeremy. Like, if the Bulls don't like him, if his teammates don't like him there, is that something that you would want here? You're playing. We're well, you and I are playing Brian Wright right now. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's still this perception of Levine that he's never fulfilled the promise you know he's always been so hurt for so long that we i still don't know how to define what zach levine could be because i haven't really seen him healthy enough long enough with the right pieces to say that you know i don't know if he could change i don't know if he could be a little bit of a different guy i know that he has every athletic attribute and skill set that the spurs would like to have now he's not a point guard you know he would he would take away some of the shooting minutes, but he can handle the ball up can. top a lot and do a lot of pick and rolls. But and we're used to cost? playing without one. Yeah. At what cost is really the question? We got into it earlier today as to are the Spurs better off today with Wimby leading them in every prominent statistical category right now, points and rebounds and scoring and all this other kind of stuff, or would they be better off? And you know, rightfully so. Rudy's like, dude. He's seven five and the you know the most talented guy to hit the league in forever. He better be leading them in scoring and rebounding. But and Levine would show up, and that wouldn't be the case.
At least in sport. Oh, no, no. No, if Levine, you know, you go and get you a Zach Levine, no, he won't be lead, Wimby won't be leading him in scoring. I think the, the one that they should have gone after was either Van Fleet or Dame. Because Dame did say, well, reports had it that if Portland had got the number one pick and gotten Wimby, he wouldn't have minded staying. But the Spurs rolled the dice and said, well, we're not going to do anything drastic. We're going to see what we have. Well, what we have is a bunch of guys that are getting beat by 40 on a regular basis. And this is evidently the plan. What is? I don't think losing was the plan. Right. But we are evidently on a planned, processed kind of thing here where wins and losses mean nothing. Deficits mean nothing. Uh, Difference in score means absolutely nothing. All we are doing right now, at least for 20 games... It's just figuring out well, who the hell we are. Fine. I'm okay with that, Rob. I will accept that. I will accept the, well, it's not about wins and losses. It's about getting better. The only problem is they're not getting better. They're getting worse. They're getting worse. Since they left Phoenix, they have been awful. Toronto, they were awful. Indiana, let's not even discuss it. New York, let's not discuss it. Minnesota, eh. Miami, eh. Oklahoma City, awful. Sacramento's going to beat them by 20 tomorrow night. Our only hope is to beat Memphis. Now, I will be a Rocket fan tomorrow. Yes. Why are you going to be a Rocket fan tomorrow, Rudy? Because I need the Rockets to let the Clippers beat them. I don't want the James Harden Clippers' first win to be against the Spurs. I can't (laughs) have that. Now, they're going to be here, Rob, next Monday and Wednesday for that back-to-back in the same town so you don't have to travel there twice. I can't I can't let James Harden and the Clippers get off the mat against the Spurs. So I need Houston to to let the Clippers win tomorrow. I mean, hell, it's James' hometown. James loves Houston. Give him a win. Give him a win, E May. Don't let him get don't let it be here. I saw a tweet from Don Harris. I want to give him full credit. Because okay. I think a lot of Spurs fans are kind of where Don is. It's not so much about the losing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sadly we've gotten kind of used to it over the last couple of years. It, it, the anger, is, and it's swelling right now. There is mm-hmm. some anger, and it's being focused at pop more than I thought it would be, and not enough maybe on Wimby. But there is this thought that, you, you know, you we can put up with learning the game, but we can't put up with indifference. He says there, this, this work in progress, then there's just lazy, dumb, and effortless. Seen way too much of that. And that's where I'm the, the lazy, dumb, and effortless is where you start looking at when you see other teams that are going through their particular process and journey, how the bad habits get formed in these early times. And I think of Philadelphia in that early part of their process, the bad habits and the acceptance of losing and the parts is never, and the parts never coming in to fit and going through a couple of GMs and coaches trying to find a way. I think of Houston two years ago trying to, the bad habits and these kids just running up and down the court and jacking up shots to where they had to go fire their coach and go get a guy with a whip and a chair like Ime Odoka, get the scariest coach you could find to get these guys back in line i know that's not a significant worry with pop that's not going to go that far but bad habits are being learned right now whether we like it or not right the acceptance of losing Uh, clearly this is a part of it Uh, look i know they don't they didn't i know they're okay with the losses but i know they're not okay with the way it's going down there's no way there's no way they're okay with the way it's going down so 
He's got a text from your son. He says that we need Darius Garland, which I agree. Oh, don't we all? I'd love yeah, to have Darius look, Garland. Because him and Donovan Mitchell, that's a weird dynamic. I don't think it's working. Donovan refuses to defer. He, he refuses to share the spotlight with Darius, and Darius is just going to be wasted away in Cleveland. I would love to have Darius Garland here, on this, especially on this team without a point guard. Um, but if your thing is like, hey, we got draft picks, there's no rush, let's just figure out how not to get beat by 40 and be competitive then okay. But this crap that's going on right now, no. Like Don said, lazy, dumb, and effortless. Now, 20 games. Can't have that. At the at the quarter pole, the 20-game turn, Spurs are essentially this, I don't know what the record is, but they look a lot like they did the last time we saw them play. Yeah. What's what's Rudy Jay first move at 20-game 20 21? What are you doing now to start addressing the obvious? we got to fix some things on the court. First, I'm starting with the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm changing my starting lineup. I don't know if I'm going with – I don't know. I'm just changing the starting lineup. That's going to be my first move. Give that a while. Shake the snow globe. Yeah, shake the snow globe. Because clearly they're not worried about changing the roster. As much as we could name a bunch of trades that make sense, that doesn't seem like it's in the plans. They sat on their hands all off season. So if we're not going to change the roster, then let's shake up the lineups. Because, again, you can't keep getting beat by 30 and 40. And I do think that's imminent. And I think that there's going to be a change in the starting lineup sooner than that. I think we're going to we're going to try to get everybody healthy again, get everybody back on the same page and working out together. I cannot see this starting lineup continuing past game 21. Yeah, As same. we sit now, unless the light switch comes on, it flips yeah, yeah, on, yeah, and they start. And it's not about the offense here. If they start just playing a little bit of defense, then I can see oh, things maintaining. Just a little bit, Rob. Just a little bit. They're the worst defensive team and the worst defensive three-point shooting team in the entire league. Like 32. That's Detroit. You want to make Orlando. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, you got to think about the teams that you're beneath. Look at how the Spurs closed out last season defensively. And they were doing... So you're saying some of the bad habits have carried over? It was awful last year, too. And we Yeah, they had eight games where they lost by more than 35. See, people forget about it. I keep hearing people say, well, they look worse this year than they did last year. Uh, last year, they broke an NBA record for losing by 35 or more. And some of it was self-inflicted. There was an Some of it they were lose. trying to, right. But uh, again, we start getting into those habits where there, there's a highlight that's floating around now. You, you, I'm sure you've seen it. Oklahoma City coming down on a slower, fast break. Giddy in the lane, turns and bounce passes it to a streak. It, it wasn't SGA. It was just a dude uh, with a dunk with three Spurs fans, Spurs players standing in the paint, just looking at him, not even taking a step. Devin Vassell did not take one step toward the ball. Not one step. Just mm-hmm. stood there and watched him go. That is unforgivable. And the, I think lazy, the, dumb, and effortless. L D E. That's what we're gonna call it. L D E. And it takes a lot for Don to rip him. <laughs> They're like Don. Like, he tries to give him the benefit of the doubt for most part. Would you, you get la- L D E? Lazy, dumb, and effortless. Ugh, not good. No bueno for anybody. Uh, the uh, they return home tomorrow in a non-tournament. Sacramento. No, yeah, sac- no, Sacramento oh, is a tournament. That's a, so Saturday night is it's a non-tournament but, versus Memphis. Man, I don't understand all this. So they're making our guys switch out that court from night to night. They can't leave it in. Seriously? 
They're so they're playing. Rough. They're playing two consecutive home games. Uh-huh. They don't have to worry about that ice rink and this all that condensation no. crap that we have to deal with. Used to have to deal with, but now even though they're playing back to back home, we got our night crew going to be driving forklifts all night long, putting down that stupid court. Hey, they they got our they or taking get, it up. They get paid. I'm not. Why not schedule Both two consecutive them. tournament games back to back instead of saying this one is and this one's not. Oh, no. And do we have road tournament jerseys? No, I think the home team is the team that plays. So in we're the only going to wear white. That that right. white jersey is all we're going to see. We're not going to see. Home, a- yeah, everybody has a home. Like last night, I saw Denver. They were at home at like fifty two oh eight, whatever that means. That's five thousand two hundred eighty feet. That's the feet. Oh, okay. Yeah. I had to look it up too. Yeah. I thought- so every team, you're you get the tournament jersey at home. If you're the away team, you just wear your regular away jersey. Which makes sense. Like, I don't want to, we're not going to produce two jerseys for this. And if you're a forklift driver, you get a little OT. You know, a little, <laughs> little something, something for Christmas. You know, because, but, you know, there's the fact you'll be getting home at 4 a.m. on something you really wouldn't need to do if they would just keep the court up two consecutive days. That's fair. Fair, fair, fair. But, you know, tomorrow they're getting beat by 20. Sir, you have a uh, fantastic and wonderful weekend. Uh, yeah. I hope you come back with a very beautiful mount. Of, It'd be uh, nice to coach McCarthy tomorrow. Don't be too hard on the guy. He's had a he's 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 the coach of the offensive player of the week in the NFC. By the way, Texas is home to all the offense. Devin Singletary Devin won Singletary. AFC. Uh, CD Lamb won NFC. Thank everybody for hanging out with us. Go to sasportstar.com. Play our Grid Allen Gridiron Challenge. Figure out who the next head coach of your fighting tag, Texas Aggies are. You might walk away with a prize. We're just the beginning of the day. Go hang out with the Blitz at the Roo Pub 281 in Redland. Yingling will be poured. Good times will be had. And war stories will be told. In the meantime, here comes Greeny and Romy's just around the corner. Enjoy your three days. I'll see you guys Peace. again on Monday.